The return of that music means the Steelers were victorious in week one at Orchard Park over the Buffalo Bills in a move uh, none of us foresaw coming. Um, 23-16. This is your host, Simon Stanley, of episode 107 of the UK Steelers podcast. Joined, as always, by Rich Cetrone, Dave Hart and Gavin Marshall. How are you doing, guys? Pretty good. We were all so wrong that we picked the bill. Do we, should we play the music again? Is that like an apology? We'd play it twice? I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on that. We'll take a rain check. Hopefully we'll win next week and we can we can play it again then. Um, yeah, I don't I know joking, if anyone needs to hear it twice. Yeah. No, no, I was joking. But I just see <laughs> like saying how yeah, from the top how wrong we were. <laughs> yeah, awfully wrong. I, I wasn't just us, man. If you look at the NFL Network predictions and the uh, ESPN predictions. Every single analyst took the Bills, so don't feel too bad. Nobody knows anything at the end of the day. Yeah, that's what we've learned from week one. Yeah, but I still feel ashamed. I mean, those guys don't have a Steeler podcast. One of us. One. I, I blame myself. I should have picked the Steelers. <laughs> hey, but maybe, maybe the fact we all pick, you know, maybe that went into it. No, I didn't, of course. But um, I don't know. It's. it's hey, wait, are you saying? Are you saying, Gav, that because those four picked against the Steelers, they went in the locker room more jazzed up to play? Yeah, they've got a printout of like you know our picks. Simon says we lose. <laughs> Motivational. You mean like the banner above the above the locker room door? Like you know that that locker that sign that always says like be the best you can be Do today. Whatever. It's just it's just size picked. Oh, he's not not with us today. Yeah, yeah. Simon you know predicted what? a thirty to twenty three loss. <laughs> you know what, though, man? I'm so happy we get that poker band back. We we, we nearly lost them to a German beer festival, but they they came back and they're in Gab's flat right now. Yeah. They're shuffling um, out as we speak. Really happy. It's nice, nice of them to leave quietly as well. Not get any background noise. Yeah. So, we're going to get onto this, we're going to talk all about the uh, the Bills game, we'll recap this, I think there's an absolute ton to talk about. I've probably got more notes this game than any game we've ever done, because I think football's been gone so long, and I was so jazzed just to just dive into it all. Um, then we get to the you Raiders. were literally waiting for the uh, the All-22 to upload it, you were like, it's on, it's up! <laughs> and then you're sending pictures and stuff, I was like, jeez, I'm still at work, like, yeah, wow. <laughs> I had some free time. <laughs> they didn't have it up out here. Oh, really? Yeah, maybe this morning it came up, but last night I was I was trying to... Do it. It wasn't. It wasn't up. Ah, that's a shame. I, I, I wanted. I wanted to kind of get some thoughts on uh, some of the old line stuff, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, so we'll talk about the Bills game. We'll, we'll preview the Raiders game. We'll do all the usual stuff. Before we do, I just want to mention. Um, firstly, housekeeping. We've set up a Discord. If anyone doesn't know what that is, Google it. It's basically a <laughs> like a, a slash between a forum and like a a message board kind of thing, a group um, where you can post about different stuff. But basically, I say it up because I think it would be a nice way to kind of chat to the people that listen to the show a little bit more intimately. Like we know like a handful of people that contact us all the time, but I think it'd be nice for for us all to be together in one space rather than being all spread spread across Twitter and Facebook and what's whatever. So um hit me up for the Discord link if you've not got it. It's it's on Twitter but the invite will expire so let me know if you want to join. Um and then we also didn't mention I don't want to do a full news thing, we've got too much to talk about, but it happened after last last week's show. Um the TJ Watt contract. You got paid. Um the highest paid defensive player in the NFL. Pretty exciting mm. stuff. Four years, $112 million, um, $35 million signing bonus. There was kind of an erroneous story going around about him kicking down Art Rooney's door and, uh, <laughs> and demanding that the deal get done. But um, outside of that, I'm just glad to see him uh, locked up and he looked good on Sunday. 
It looked great. He earned every every dime, right? Mm-hmm. Well, not every dime, but he certainly well, yeah, showed I mean, that he's worth it. <laughs> yeah, one fifty eighth of his dimes. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, no, it's good to see that he wasn't uh, kind of uh, affected by not practicing. There was all that talk. We, you know, I mean, even I was starting to get a bit concerned that maybe he wouldn't be ready for week one, but. I did. I did think, but without going too deep, I did think he looked a little bit gassed. I'm not sure he was 100% in shape. I don't know. Maybe not. But I I noticed him huffing and puffing a little bit more than more than I've seen. But obviously, he came back and delivered. You know, in that second half. So let's not worry about that. Um, Any thoughts on the contract itself before we jump into the game? I mean, what are you going to do? They've hashed it out so much. It's clearly the end of a very fraught negotiation. So I'm just glad they got it over the line, and we can just enjoy. You know, some more years of him. Yeah, less 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 numbers, more game. Although, did they break their uh, their rule? I don't know. What was the rule? Well, they didn't guarantee. They traditionally didn't guarantee money beyond one year, right? And they have with this. Yeah, okay. so. yeah it's eighty million guaranteed. So yes, yeah, was they mm. did. Cool. Yeah. Good as they should. Okay, let's jump into this game. Um, ah. Steelers twenty three sixteen win over the, the Bills. I don't know how you want to do this. I know last year we kind of did it by. Um, <laughs> position groups. I think that probably works the best. I don't know what you guys think, but um, we can talk big picture a little bit at the top. Um, I should just say at the start, the inactives came out. I was kind of shocked that Spillane was inactive, but it turned out he was injured in pre-game warm-ups. That was the only real shock there. Um, then the game kicks off and immediately we get a, a huge kickoff return to like the 20-yard line. <laughs> so things started as they meant to go on. Anyone a bit worried as soon as that happened? That kind of felt like, oh, the season started on the wrong note. You know what's funny about that? As soon as Boswell kicked the ball and I saw that the returner caught it on the goal line, I said I said to myself, I go, come on, Boswell, you can't even kick the dang ball in the end zone. <laughs> and then, bam, there he goes. I'm like, oh, right. That, that was kind of a theme through the day. I don't know if the wind was just really heavy to one side of the field or something, but there was a few times where he couldn't get that ball through the end zone. Yeah, it, it was hard to pinpoint who actually was at fault. I mean, UG3 got the tackle, which was which was good. UG3 showing his sort of special teams chops throughout the game. They double teamed Derek Watt. He was taken out. Uh, Marcus Allen was blocked. Sutton kind of went the wrong way. I don't know if you saw that. That was kind of weird. I don't know what he was doing, but um, yeah, it was it was strange. I don't know. I couldn't really work it out. It just seemed to he just seemed to have a good crease and off he went. Yeah, there was a nice little kind of not what's the word not a wedge block, but like a they, they kind of lined up nicely in a, in a diagonal line, wedged them out to one side, and then was it Sutton? I thought it was Norwood. I can't remember. One of them um, just kind of took a bit of a bad angle. It wasn't awful, but. It was a one-on-one that he missed, and then he was off to the races. But the defense held, and uh, that kind of was the theme of this game, I think. I mean, normally I would start on the offense, but I kind of want to start with the defense, because for me, that's a far more interesting part of this story. Um, So unless anyone wants to argue, we'll start on the defense. I'm with you. Very exciting. Yeah. Um, We'll start with the D-line, as as we tend to. Um, I mean, this was the story of the game for me. The the Bills O-line was just... (laughs) <laughs> they were having to hold on every single play I mean if you go back and watch it even on the plays where they didn't get called they were just arms wrapped across Melvin Ingram arms were <laughs> tackling TJ Watt to the ground just uh, shocking from the Bills and I think that was kind of said in the, the Tomlin press conference where they said there was no comment but um, the pressures are insane I mean Cam was apparently the highest rated player in the NFL across the whole week according to PFF um, he had like 10 QB pressures, I think, apparently. Yeah, that, his, his pressure rate was, he, was intense. He just, I mean, someone shot him out of a cannon, dude, for week one. But it was the whole, I mean, it was the whole line, man. I mean, T, well, I, I kind of count in the, the linebackers in this as well, but, but TJ and Ingram was the real shock to me. I mean, who saw that guy 
uh, coming back with such ferocious tenacity. I mean, forget the stat sheet. The guy was everywhere. I mean, his bull rush is nasty, and then he's got the spin move on the side. Oh, I mean, that him, Alex Highsmith, and TJ Watt is going to be something to contend with this year. Well, for me, it was it was the fact that the scheme shifted uh, to, a, to just a four-man rush with an, with an umbrella, you know, just flooding the zone. Mm. It's not like we talked about, you know, they're going to need to flood the, the secondary with bodies. The fact that they've got they can rotate these guys and just do a four-man rush and they can move them all over. Ingram and Highsmith together, I think it's an upgrade over Dupree. I, I think it's better. I agree. Yeah, definitely. I think it's better. Um, and you've got Cam up the middle. You've got Alu Alu coming in. You've got TJ Watt moving all over the place, just sort of free to, to do whatever. You know, you've got these these veteran players with with a, with a second-year player that's like peaking. It's exciting, man. And the, the scheme change. I mean, we'll get into the, the rest of the defense later, but someone's been studying some tape from 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 last season because it was it was a total different scheme, wasn't it? I don't believe was wasn't there like no blitzes. There's just the the Brit the blitz rate was was way low. There was a couple. Um, I thought I thought there was a couple like with um yeah. was it Morlet? Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a couple. Yeah, but uh, just just. I mean, I, I've always held it as I, I remember from those sort of mid last decade, those Giants teams that went to Super Bowls where you just had a four man rush and it was just getting home, and it just puts so much. You know, there's just nowhere to for them to dump off the ball because there's just so many bodies back there. Just it was great, and, and the, the two high safeties that we were talking about that the Rams have been playing. I think Butler deserves like a lot of credit for this game because he he absolutely schemed up the the perfect defense. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, yeah, it's great, but I think I think it all starts with that deal. I think you're right to start there. I don't think you'd better do it if it was an ineffectual pass rush. Yeah, I mean, you saw Josh Allen making mistakes throughout the day, and it was all because of the pressure he was getting in his face. Just balls that were just slightly off, not awfully thrown, but just slightly off kilter, slightly high, slightly off target. I thought the Bills receivers kind of had a poor day. We will get to our we get to our corner soon, but. Um, I thought there was quite a few drops, so maybe there's a bit of luck involved there, a bit, a bit rusty, but I think the pressure caused most of that. So, um, Rich, what, what did you see on the the schematically? I don't know if you had it because you say you didn't get a chance to watch it, but um, I know you've been critical of Butler in the past. Yeah, well, you know, my problems with Butler <clears throat> usually re- revolves around him, you know, basically trying to cover wide receiver with a linebacker, which is, you know, <laughs> I don't, I don't see really any other defensive coordinators doing that but i don't know um yeah i mean it was he did a, i thought butler did a great job in this game um i thought he the steelers were very well prepared um i liked the way he was substituting the uh, the nickel corners because i'm not sure if it was a strategy so much as they want to see what everybody can do and uh, or if it's just you know the throw the throw the quarterback you know, try to throw uh, Allen off a little bit. But the, I, I think they had three different guys playing the nickel position at any one time, which was, you know, really interesting to see. Um, I, I love the fact that, that we were getting pressure with four guys. That was That's amazing. If you can do that with this defense, if they can, if they can keep that up, it's going to be a really great season for the Steelers. Um, I think Allen had 43% of his dropbacks he was pressured. <laughs> which is fan it's fantastic yeah. i mean that you can't ask for much more than that and i love that the dbs i swear every db in that game made a play at some point mm-hmm. in the game every single one of them made a play you know you know norwood making plays and and um uh, camp sutton was fantastic he was he had that was the best game i've ever seen him play he was he looked so good in that game 
um, Pierre, you know, batting up, knocking the, um, the pass away as soon as the receiver uh, got the ball, he knocked it down right away. Killebrew um, blocking that punt. Um, you know, Mika Fitzpatrick was everywhere on the field. I mean, they, they, Edmonds had a great game. You know, they just, they just look solid. They're just solid performance. Yeah. Do you, who's, you know, the old man out there. He didn't mention it. I didn't see him much apart from on special teams, Justin Lane. I mean, the, the, the writing's on the wall, isn't it, for him? It appears so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, but yeah, Sutton, I mean, I think people, I think the, the Facebook group chose him as their MVP. I, I, I would have gone with Minka. I just thought, I think some of, especially towards the end, some of his diagnosis was just game killing and just having him back there allows him to play, do so much. But Sutton had a great game and just playing so much zone and, and him and Norwood working together. Brad, you know, Norwood was uh, what a rookie what a first performance out of Norwood. I mean, we had our, I had I had my I had my doubts about him, but he was he was helping like bracketing digs and then he was like rallying to catches. I mean, he did get burned for the Manny Sanders on the go route, but you know, and an overthrew him. But apart from that, you know, he made he made the play at the end of the game. You know, on the tip, just what what an amazing. I think you got a shout out Norwood for a seventh round draft pick to, to start the game like that and come in. And yeah, they they but then they you know they spelled him with with Morlet for what was that the second quarter was but, it? But I he think? played eighty percent of the snaps. Yeah. Insane for a seventh round pick. A guy that we thought at the start of the offseason might not make the team. <laughs> you know, he wasn't even yeah. making our our rosters. Yeah, he, he was he was the biggest shot. Well, no, Cam Sutton to me was the biggest shot. I just want to gush over Cam Sutton for a second, like you say, because you were saying uh, the Facebook group made him the MVP and, and I voted for him as well. I, I think the thing is, the D-line and, and Minker and, and whoever you, you will, all great. But I expect that of them. You know, I kind of expected the D-line to come out firing and I expected Minker to be great. Cam Sutton, I had major questions about you. In fact, you'll remember one dope on this podcast last week said he was more concerned about the secondary than he was about the offense. And then we come out with it. Cam Sutton, dude, from the second play of the game uh, until the very, I think the second play of the game was when he broke up that pass, until the very end of the game, he was exquisite. Just great athleticism, breaking on the ball constantly. He had just, he had four or five PBUs, I think, just just break it, some solid tackling. Just fantastic reading of the play. I mean, he's on a guy the second he's caught it, even if he can't break it up, which is something that I had never seen from him before. Um, and then he has the fourth and one stop on the on the uh, the screen pass as well. Uh, the weird right. toss. Yeah, the, yeah, I'm not a screen. Call really, that is it? Yeah, more like weird a, toss. I don't know what that was. Yeah. Um, um, wasn't that like a, a weird torpedo. play? Yeah. Wasn't that a strange – what I didn't understand about that play was when they ran that receiver in motion to the left because the play was going to the left, right? They ran him in motion – I thought he should have just stayed wide to the left because Sutton was on him. If he made a run that play and he would have blocked Sutton, they'd have had a much better chance of of success. But what he did was he reversed and went motion back the other way, and he drew Sutton right back into the box. And then they ran the play in that direction. Sutton was right there. It's like, what? That was a really weird scheme play. I thought. Yeah, that was that was trying to be too smart, wasn't it? You know, that that was one of those classic ones that if it had come off, you're a genius, and if it doesn't, you're an absolute idiot. And uh, they look like idiots out there, so you know. But it was definitely a Sutton game. I think you know if you if you can put Sutton back there and and keep the play in front of him, he's going to look good. You know, I think our concerns were Sutton outside in man. Mm-hmm. You know, all season that was that was concerning, and and we we didn't see any Witherspoon. I mean, he's don't forget he's got to come in. That's, that's the, the only the only thing the only slight. Thing that Sutton did wrong, and I, I scout, you know, kind of been a little bit down, and I scoured the tape trying to find something he did wrong. The Gabe Davis touchdown, 
um, he, he got slightly beat with his hips square, and that, that was the only thing. I mean, it wasn't terrible, but I thought but the coverage see... was pretty decent on that, though. I mean, I thought it, when he got yeah. beat, I was like, I can't ask for a lot more than that. Yeah, yeah. that was pretty good. That was yeah. – I'm not going to get down on for that either. Sure, that was sure. That was a beautiful pass. It was. It was. He, he It wasn't terrible, but he did concede enough separation. He got square enough that uh, it was an accurate pass, and it beat him. So that, that was the only thing. But apart from that, a near-perfect game. Um, the rest of the uh, secondary, um, I thought Joe Hayden did a really nice job for most of the day. Really, you know, you, you don't have to see too much of him. He did give up one big play, um, fell kind of slightly behind Gabriel Davis across the middle on one play, but outside of that, looked pretty good. He probably should have had a pick in the third quarter as well that he kind of he, uh, whiffed on. But again, the, the, these are these are minor nitpicks. Uh, we mentioned Norwood. Uh, a few things on Norwood because I think you know we we, we got to be fair. We can gush about these guys, but um, Norwood's a rookie, so the, the, there's some little things I noticed. Um, I want to see him be a little bit more aggressive when he blitz in. There was a couple. I think he only blitzed a couple of times, maybe once or twice. Um, and maybe I've been spoiled by Mike Hilton, but uh, it kind of lacks a bit of the the violence that Mike Hilton brought to the to the blitz. He kind of just stops in front of the running back and breaks down rather than really powering through. It feels like more let's more that guy. That's yes, it. he's he's yeah. the more kind of you know aggressive. He looked in the great physical. in run support. Yeah, in the run di- and and not any of the diagnosis and the tackling and the physicality. And I think I think he could grow to, into that sort of Hilton role. And maybe Norwood's more in the kind of Sutton role from from a, you know last season or a year before, hmm. and and Sutton is just this new chess piece that they've got that they could just move around and do what they want. Um, oh, I want, and I wanted to ask you about you mentioned Fitzpatrick would be your uh, your vote for MVP. Can you can you explain PFF giving him the lowest ranking of any player in the team? <laughs> no, I can't. that was ridiculous. <laughs> go on, we'll, we'll throw it to Rich. <laughs> no, no, go ahead, Gav. I'm just I just want to throw that in there. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. They must have, you know, they must have be. I don't know. I, I can't explain it because from from my eyes, he had a great game, as I said. It, it felt so, to I, me I, like he because he was freewheeling a little bit more, and also he got he got his ankles broke twice by Josh Allen. Right now, those those are the only things where I can be like, okay, maybe that's why they're knocking him down. But the dude looked great in, in covering the run, coming down into the box as the extra guy. Um, I thought he did a, outside of those two. I mean, Josh Allen's a good runner of the ball, right? for a quarterback these things are going to happen outside of those two things I thought he did a pretty good job of containing him when he had the opportunity um, and he prevented uh, a long touchdown in the second quarter that, uh, sorry no he didn't I'm re- misreading my notes I did think he got away with a hold and it probably did prevent the long touchdown did you see that? Um, yeah I thought he I thought he did hit, uh, hold him a little bit uh, so yeah. maybe that's the other thing that knocks him but, but again these are, I don't understand how you can possibly come away with a sub 40 PFF rating no, I can't. No, it's it's strange because to get that low, it's actually you're not just you're doing worse than what you're expected to do. And I, like you say, I don't remember any plays particularly where it was on. It was on Fitzpatrick. I don't I don't remember that. But all I remember are the big plays. But I don't know. And he possibly saved the game for us because he was the guy that stopped him at third and one before Sutton stopped him at fourth and one. Yeah. So I don't know. Crazy. Um, Dave, anyone stand out to you on defense? You know what the the secondary as a whole. It, it felt like they were just everywhere. It's like the whole the whole thing of that he's here, he's there, he's every bloody where. It's just it. They just every player on like, the defense. Well, that's it. <laughs> it, it. It felt a bit like that at times. It was just like they were just responding and diagnosing, and it was almost like it, they'd been playing together for years, and they all knew the you know who who they were covering. It just it was just it was perfect. It was almost like they planned ahead for it or something. But um, but no it. It, it felt at times that I was, I was wondering what the Bills were really 
up to because they were playing perfectly into the hands of it. It, it. it didn't. They didn't feel like they tried to work around it at all. Like they tried to. There's a few sort of half attempts at getting a running game going, and you know, Singletary he, he had a he didn't have an awful day. You know, he, he's not a he's not a guy I'm massively high on, but um, you know, he he got what 72 yards on 11 attempts. So, he, but he wasn't having a, an awful day by anyone's standards. But they just didn't. They just kept giving it giving it Josh, let him throw it, and then but they were getting the same result each time, just banging their head against a brick wall and hoping to break through it. I don't really understand what they were what they so were hoping with, for. Dave, I'm so with you on that. I think the Bills lost this game as much as the Steelers won it. And maybe that's harsh to the Steelers. I don't want it to sound that way. But the Bills should have been running this ball down our throats. That was the one time that they actually got a little bit of juice from us was um, running up the middle, I thought, um, early, well, yeah. early in the second half. Yeah. Sorry, go. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say that's exactly it. I mean, the, the Steelers did not respect the Bills' running game at all. Aside from a little bit, you know, a, a, the occasional spy play on, on Allen that he was going to break out. If they if they'd gone to a sort of power running game, the Steelers would have had to shift because they're they're linebackers. They just do it. Their plays. You look on the tape. They're just not even. They're not even in linebacker position at all. They're sort of split out wide. You know, you've got. They just. They're just completely covering the pass, and and that that was basically the Steelers' game was to set up to stop the, the deep pass right and and yeah. to stop Josh Allen. So I think you know this this amazing performance that we witnessed might have to be adjusted. In future games, not necessarily against the Raiders, because that's a different story. But I think, I think this was this was a good case of of Butler perfectly working out what to do against the Bills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we all had sort of visions of Diggs blowing the blowing the roof off us, and and I mean, even like Beasley's pretty dangerous at times, and it just sort of, I had visions of that kind of happening beforehand, and then just kept a lid on it. I mean, didn't have a you know, none of them were were bad it was just that they were stopped in those key moments you know it just it, it didn't feel like they had an alternative plan other than yeah let josh throw it let, let him try and do something you know just just throw in the ball and hoping that that Diggs is going to get you know get that deep ball that he, and he missed on a few of them i think it was to Diggs anyway i can't remember off the top of my head and a few deep uh shots that just went over the top of their heads that could have gone either way i suppose but you know, they, i think they, they just kept, they kept sticking to that game plan which i felt it's kind of what the Steelers are doing in previous years, sticking to the same game plan and not changing it and not altering it. And and with the old, with uh, with Randy doing that last season, he was just sort of, I say, just beating his head against a brick wall and hoping to break through it at some point. Um, I just want to play devil's advocate for a second on on the defense okay. side uh, before we get to the offense, and just just make the argument to maybe temper expectations in weeks going forward because I do think we got. I don't want to say lucky. The lucky sounds too negative because the, everyone played so well. I, you know, I don't want to take that away from. Him. But uh, there was a number of drops. I thought Cole Beasley was dropping the ball all day. I don't know what was going on with him. Maybe I don't. I don't, I don't. Then we had. I thought they did a great job of containing Stefan Diggs. To be fair, um, kept him for nine catches and sixty-nine yards. Kept everything in front of him, which was the problem the last time we played him. Right, you, you you were talking about that, Gav, when we just kind of let him uh, run all over us. Um, yeah. But penalties down the field on offense were a bit lucky for us in terms of winning the game. The, some of the Claypool ones, there was a PI and a, and a holding uh, that kept uh, drives alive that I was like, eh, good I, don't, I don't think that's lucky. I think that's part of Claypool's game, to be honest. Okay, I think okay. that's why why Claypool's a better football player than he is a fantasy football player because he just he's, his matchup is just he gets DBs to hold him because they're just beat. Well, I, what I mean is, I'm not sure they were necessarily. I would don't know. I would have given. I think what I'm saying is, if I'd been PI in the other direction, I'd have been complaining about it. Let's put it that way. Um, okay. 
and yeah, I don't know. And we're not going to get a block punt every week, right? And you know, it just feels like we played the Bills at the right time. They were looking a bit rusty. Um, if he'd have connected on one of those deep balls where Trey Norwood got burned or where Minka potentially held held digs, you know, one of those could have changed the game. And then, obviously, like I say, the pump block saved. So do you know what I mean? It just feels like uh, let's not get too carried away. This could have gone either way. This game, but we did enough to stay in it, and then ultimately come away with a win. But. Mm. Yeah, I just think um, maybe maybe uh, some you know Josh Allen started believing his own hype and it, he didn't he didn't live up to expectations. I think if he if he'd been better, he would have tested the Steelers a bit more, but they did enough to contain him. And yeah, yeah and ultimately that, that's what winning football games is, right? Is doing enough to to contain the other team and win the game. So yeah. that's why I don't want to say it's lucky. I just want to say you know a, a couple of things could have changed this game very quickly. That's all. I do I do want to talk about the linebackers. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I thought. Um, Schobert had a great game, I thought. And Bush, actually. I thought they were both good. Um, but uh, in, uh, it's a shame not to see Spillane. I feel like he's, he's sort of... He's, he, that was a, a, unfortunate for him because it would have been nice to see what, you know, after a terrible preseason, if he could have come b- bounced back a little bit. But um, Schobert was great, man. I mean, his, uh, his clean-up tackles in the run game, you know, moving around with the tight end in coverage... Uh, physicality around the line of scrimmage, you know. I just thought, oh, great! This is this is what a pair in him and Bush. Mm. Um, you know, I, I, did you see that the the Bush play where he did the sideline to sideline yeah. on that outside zone? He just outpaces absolutely everybody. I mean, that guy has just got so much pace running to the sideline. Yeah, it's um, good to see so, that coming back from an injury like that. It's not, it was nice to see yeah. that play specifically, where because he was all the way out there on the edge of the edge of the, uh, the field. Yeah. Um, Schaubert, yeah, Schaubert was involved in just every tackle that was anywhere near him, dude. He was he was diving in after plays were ended. I love the effort we saw from him. Um, and I think you said to someone on Twitter, right, that uh, you just didn't hear his name much, and that's a good thing for a, a guy who's been dropping back in coverage and um, playing that spot. Uh, I thought, yeah, I, I loved it. Uh, just no I liked concerns. his. Uh, Sorry, go on, Rich. I liked his uh, communication out there. Hmm. You could see it, especially at the start of the game. He, he was communicating with the defense. And that's really, really important because not only, you know, because he has the green dot. I mean, that's that's what he's going to do. But he's just they obviously trust him. You know, the coaching staff trusts him. He's a smart football player. And I think when you have a guy like that on the field, you're going to have less mistakes. You know, he's going to he's going to remind everybody what they need to be doing. And, and you know, and I think that's going to really pay dividends for them uh, throughout the season. Yeah, definitely. Um Anyone on this defensive side want to talk about? We not mentioned. We not really spoke about Highsmith specifically. He didn't, he didn't kind of show up in the stat sheet, but it's a matter of time for him. He's uh, he looks like he's been shot out of a cannon every play. He looks so fast. So I, I, he actually lost more snaps to Ingram than I expected from the off, but we quickly saw why. Um, but I think the three rotation with those three is going to be great. Um, Tom, yeah. Tom was talking about playing all three. Yeah, point. I mean yeah. there were there were snaps where it was all yeah. three. I thought it was great. I mean, I thought I thought there were it was wasn't there. All three of them on the pitch. There was, uh, there was times when they were sort of having TJ floating around the middle. Were those the occasions? Yes, yeah, maybe. yeah. Thought there was. Maybe I'm wrong. But um, we saw uh, Carlos Davis was the first D line sub in. Don't know if that tells us anything. They subbed him in at three tech, and um, he had some nice pressure, caused a, a Josh Allen throw away, and then uh, Bugs came in and had a nice stop in, in uh, the fourth quarter. So we're really none the wiser about uh, what we've been talking about all preseason. <laughs> Just keep both of them, dude. Yeah, at this point. <laughs> Um, oh, speaking of dudes, before we get to offense, speaking of dudes, uh, we should keep UG three uh, picks up the punt block. Let's talk about the punt block. Um, 
probably the thing that seals the game for us in the end. Uh, Miles Killebrew comes through the middle. Uh, great effort for him to get there, and then and then UG three scoops it up and scores. Uh, anyone spot anything on that that was that was interesting? How that came about? Oh, really? Just a great play by Killebrew. Yeah. I think he's got potential to be a sort of uh, cult legend. I think. I know. Yeah, what a play on your first game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah with, dirty red. Go on, Rich. No, and with speaking of UG three, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of UG threes. Um, but uh, I, you know, I'm going to give credit where credit is due. Uh, not only that, and that was that was a good play. I mean, he's in the right place at the right time. But still, he made the play and he, and he scored. So that that's awesome. But not only that, but he possibly saved the touchdown on that kickoff return because initially he wasn't in position to make that tackle. And he chased that guy down. That uh, McKen- was it, McKenzie. He he chased him down. And there was one other guy that maybe could have made it. I can't remember who it was, but he ran him down and, and tackled him from behind. And that was a great play. I mean, that's that possibly saved a touchdown. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's the yeah. kind of hidden stuff that you don't. Yeah. Um, yeah. One other special teams play before we get onto offense. Won't look at us talking about special teams before we get to Ben. Um, <laughs> Was the uh, I think you spotted it live, Dave. We were talking about the Benny Smell, Benny, uh, Benny Smell, Benny Snell, the massive hit, and it, yeah. it had uh, Tomlin smiling like a Cheshire cat. Absolutely <laughs> nailed that guy, right? And I, I think I felt that through the TV screen. That was uh, that's a pretty big hit. But um, but yeah, I, he's maybe that's why he's been kept around. Maybe his special teams um, contributions are, are being noticed by uh, by coaches and what have you. Maybe that's what's snagged it for him. You know? Where's that punch on fourth and one, Dave? <laughs> Don't, if, if the ball's in his hands, it's a different matter. I think. <laughs> maybe he just needs an eighty-yard run-up again. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah. Well, that's an interesting play. You start him in the goal line. You start him in the end zone. <laughs> Got to time it just right. Well, if you put him there just when the play clock starts and let him set off, he might punch it into the goal line. Um, Got to travel eighty yards to get a yard. Right, we've put it off long enough. <laughs> let's yeah. let's talk about this offense. Um, it's obviously a tale of two halves, this offense, right? The first half, almost a throw-the-tape-away kind of situation. Just just absolutely nothing going. Um, let's start it reminds with me of my uh, my brother-in-law's trailer that was like rusted up and we had to get the hammer out and knock all the <laughs> rust off the brakes to like make it. It wouldn't even move. It was so seized up. And then, like, what's wrong? Is it, is it not? Is it, is the axle broken? Oh, no, it's just rusted. Hit it with the hammer. All the rust falls off, and then it's fine. And that's literally what happened to the Steelers' offense. Literally the first words I wrote down under, under the word Ben. Defo needed to shake off the rust. <laughs> um, yeah, Ben, especially in the first half, was just very late to a few throws, completely missing dudes, you know, just sitters in the first half, missing guys in the flats. Um, I think it was actually in the second half where he missed, he just overthrew Najee, right, on a, on a very easy dump off that would have been a, a score for Najee, I think. Um, he was very lucky to avoid a, a tipped interception in our own twenty in our own twenty in the second quarter, throw into a very tightly covered juju. So that you know, that's another one of those things I was talking about that just could have gone the other way. Um I also thought he got away with that pick. You know, he threw that pick that was on a penalty and, and the commentators were very mm. quick to be like, Oh, that's a smart play from Ben because he knew it was a fl- the flag didn't come out until after that ball left his hands. I thought he got away with that. Are you sure? No, I, I he, the, the flag wasn't that, but he saw he saw the okay. he saw the uh... The infraction. I mean, maybe, yeah. Um, I mean, this is one of these things I can't really know. But to me, it felt like Ben was very quick to be like, no, no, no. I knew this. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I did that well, on purpose, guy. <laughs> as soon as, as, soon as the, the guy got the interception, he did run. I saw him run over and point. You know, this is where, you know, pointing to the flag. So I don't know. Yeah, I, 
That's interesting. It, it's possible he saw it. That, yeah, you know? like I say, that is almost impossible for us to know. It, it came across to me like a bad throw that he, he quickly was like, oh, thank God that... that but I could be wrong, you know, I don't know. I mean, but that is, you know, that's what you get with a veteran QB, isn't it? You're throwing into flags and, yeah, yeah. you know, reading, seeing things that they, they're pretty sure they're going to get called. So, I don't know. I thought he had. Do you think he looked comfortable running the sort of play action RPO kind of Canada scheme? Do you think he that he's happy doing that? What do you think? I thought he looked comfortable. I don't know if he's <laughs> he's happy with it. Um, I, I know he, he's never. I don't think he's cared for play action much because you know when you when you do play action, you you take your eye off the defense. You know, you don't have as much time to read the field. And I, I personally have never thought Ben was really good reading defenses. I think that's why he's developed that skill, in, you know, over the years of his college career of, of being really good at extending the play. He's really good at that. I think he, I think he's built that up because he, I don't think he does read defenses very well. That's just my opinion. Um, but uh, he seemed to, to execute it pretty well. You know, he just was he just was off. He, his accuracy wasn't very good, and and he doesn't have that rapport with Najee yet. And Najee, I think, I think he he did make some mistakes out there, you know, as well. But man, it was just I really didn't like seeing those mid range and short range passes. Uh, the accuracy was so poor on some of those. That was a little concerning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the worst one was the one to uh, in the first drive to Deontay Johnson. And it was from a clean pocket. There was no pressure, and it was just a terrible miss. I mean, it was yards wide. But um, he kind of, you know, as we say, that was he knocked knocked that off. And by the end, it was all looking a bit better. I thought. I, I don't think he looked. He looked like he was operating that play action okay, but it didn't look like smooth. You know, it didn't look. It didn't look like you know uh, Patrick Mahomes kind of level of you know this this thing is is natural to him. But maybe that's something that improve. You know, as the season goes along, he'll get he'll get more comfortable. Yeah, I think it's a sign that we're living in the darkest timeline. That week one of the twenty twenty one season, the lowest two rated quarterbacks according to PFF are Ben and Aaron Rodgers, and the top rated is probably Tom Brady. Oh, is that Vader? Oh, no, I, I heard. I heard that. I heard that as well. I've heard that through my headphones. That definitely wasn't me. Who was that? Who's licking something? Are we getting Vader. Gremlin? Are we getting Vader's, Gremlins on the line? He is here though, but. No, no, he's scratching his ear. Can you hear that? No, I don't, they no, sounded no, like no. a dog shaking, like shaking a flea off. You know, it had that kind oh, of. Oh, I thought it was like a cat licking up some milk or something like that kind of. <laughs> to me, it's like someone eating like a chewy sweet and like smacking the lips afterwards. That's how it sounded to me. Is there someone crashed this call? Like, what's going See, on? See, now here? this is why we this is why we got the Discord, right? Just let us know what that sound was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe he did something, and I just can't hear it because I have my headphones on. Because I can I can hear you guys great, but I can't but, hear. He's in the room with you, is he? Yeah, he is. He's in the room. Uh, my, uh, yeah, my, my, I reckon my money's on Vader. Yeah, I, I reckon it so, sound like a Vader noise. That was my first thought. Oh, oh now he just almost knocked over my mic. And, <laughs> yeah, there. Is he looking guilty? I reckon he's... Okay. No, he doesn't care. I'm a big fan of this. I think Vader should... Get Vader a mic. Let's get him on as the fifth chair. <laughs> <laughs> going, going back to Ben, if, if I may. Yeah, please, um... please. <laughs> I thought I thought it looked pretty comfortable. I, I mean, the the um, the whole Mac Canada offense didn't obviously didn't really have anything in, in the in the first half. But you know, there was no handing the ball off to nobody. There was no real blunders on the sort of window dressing side of things. I mm-hmm. thought it all went pretty smoothly in that respect. It was just uh, player performance that impacted it in like in particularly in the first half. Um, 
but um, like like um, like Rich was saying, I think the sort of rapport with a few of the guys has has been impacted, and particularly with Naja, he, he's. I mean, one of them was on him. He hadn't really got his head round um, on that sort of dump off. Um, he didn't, hadn't got his head round looking for the ball, and it was already upon him before he could even get his hands up. I think. Um, but yeah, there's just a sort of. Uh, I don't know. I think I, I I don't know if it's it's a rapport with everybody. I think maybe Ben is like that you're saying. Maybe it is just a bit of a rust thing that he's got a he's got a shake off. But he it felt like he was pretty consistently under pressure. I mean, I mean, yeah, I suppose you can't tell too much about Ben without talking about the O line. But he felt like he was almost having to rush things faster than he wanted to at times. He didn't feel comfortable in terms of the amount of pressure upon him. Um, you know it. The, the deep ball was being affected. They didn't really throw much in terms of a deep ball until the second half. He just he, he couldn't really get that rhythm going. And once the rhythm was there, that's when you started seeing the the, the bigger plays coming out. And I think Ben is is a he's in his later years has become a bit more of a rhythm rhythm passer, becoming a bit more reliant upon that rhythm being there. Um, so I think that the pressure upon him was part of the rust. Does that make sense? Mm. Mm. Well, it's not going to get any easier this week. No. No. Um, talking about the Matt Canada stuff, because you're talking about the window dressing, we saw a lot of that very early, like the first few plays you were seeing a lot of stuff. Um, and, and you did see it through the game. Did, did you think it chilled out a little bit towards the end? Um, I mean, I think it was game script dependent, but there, mm. there's there's one play I saw twice that got me excited. I don't know if you noticed. I don't know what you call it. I don't, I don't know what you say. It was like a, a split zone screen play did you see that one where describe it to me okay so half the line and the center like zone block one way mm-hmm. or, or they kind of they kind of pass it for like one one potato two potato and then they they kind of break out and one half of the line goes one way and kind of sets up a screen to the right and the other half of the line and the tight end so like the guard tackle tight end screen block the other way and you had like two screens split on either side and you had Deontay Johnson behind one screen and you had Najee on the other screen. Yeah. Like a two, a sort of, I, I don't know. I've not seen it before. Was Maybe one of I these the one it. that led to the, the nearly touchdown, the one with the, the, the frying booth block? Was that? Uh, no, 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 not that one. Oh, I thought that was it. No, this was different. They, they, they didn't go for big, they didn't go for big yardage. One went for a, a Deontay Johnson first down and the other one, I, I don't I think it was one, a catch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't. I don't think I've ever seen that before. And I was maybe I've just never noticed. But I thought, wow, that's that's two screens in, in one. But the only thing obviously is that Ben has just stood there with no protection at all. Hmm. But it's it's all designed to happen so fast that it, it, he's not going to get. Hopefully, not going to get lit up. But I thought that's that, that's interesting. So some nice wrinkles there for sure. Yeah, I thought. Um, I mean, I mean, the the zone blocking stuff was was very interesting because I, I was trying to focus on that because I want to I want to get a little bit better at understanding the O-line and, and, and they're kind of what they're trying to do in every play. So I was kind of trying to focus on that. And I think it's easier maybe to pick up on the bad stuff they do than the good stuff. <laughs> which, which I don't know, man. I think, I think this line is, is, has been constructed to zone block and, and Kendrick Green, man, his, his first step is absolutely legitimate. I mean, he, he explodes out of his stance and he just gets into it, man. And I mean, that that's what he's there for. He's definitely not there for his pass protection. He's there for, for that first step on the zone block and well, getting well, down to the second let's level. Go, let's go through these, these starting offensive linemen then because I think there's stories to tell on all of them. And we'll start with Green if you want. Um, 
obviously look very athletic. I love his aggression. Everyone's seen the video where he just throat slams the dude, but you see that throughout the entire game, especially if he gets out into space. If you can get him into space and he's he's blocking out on the edge or he's kind of uh, running behind the line and, and, and zone blocking, awesome. Absolutely love it. Of course you want to see him add strength. We always knew that was going to happen. Um, but it didn't cause any major issues on the day. There was no point where I was like, "That's that." You know, this play has been broken up because of Green's lack of strength. I thought he held on pretty well. Um, they they were missing Star Lutalele, weren't they? So that, that's probably a good thing for him. But um, a very promising start in a, in a first start for Green, and no issues with snaps, which was nice. Um, Rich, what do you mm-hmm. think of Green's first game? Yeah, I thought he played well. Um... I thought he was one of the better offensive linemen's uh, linemen of that game. Uh, yeah, no problems pass blocking. We didn't see him getting overpowered like we did a few times in the exhibition season. He is he is extremely quick. Um, I, what I really want to see is is I want to see how the screen game goes this season because we have such a quicker offensive starting line than we did last year. And that's what you need for screens. If you saw a couple of those screens, man, those that line we have now, they get out there fast. I mean, they get out to that level really quick. That's really exciting to think of, you know, screen passes to Najee in the flat or, or middle screens to Najee. And those guys getting out there quick and just taking the, taking the defenders out. That could really be a, uh, some nice plays for us this season. Because we ran so many screens last year and they weren't always very effective. But... The one thing about this line is they are much quicker than our line last year. Yeah, it's built to move, right? Definitely. I mean, you compare it, it's almost night and day. That kind of pass protection, heavy dudes last time, whereas these guys, totally different. And it's it's, it's sort of like, it's easy to think, oh yeah, we've got this rookie tackle in Dan Moore. But it's easy to forget in some ways that Kendrick Green's a rookie as well because he, he does play with a kind of... That was Vader, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put him outside. No, you no, no, don't do that. Don't do that. That's fine. No, he's, it's he fine. Has I a, like it. He has a chew toy and he's just he's beating the snot out of it. So sorry. It, it adds that. it adds something to the That's to the character. show. But um, yeah, I mean, on that one, I'm sure we're going to talk about Frymuth and and his amazing block on the Claypool sweep. But um, but Green was there too, man. He got downfield so nicely there. He was there, ready yeah. to hit someone, but there was just no one there. So um, I, I'm I, I'm fi- I'm feeling Green. I I, I like it. Yeah. I mean, with, with with Green, I mean, like like you guys are saying, I, I love the aggression, but I feel like he gets a bit overzealous with it. Like he sort of, I don't know whether he feels that his aggression is his only strength. You know that he that's what he I think he feels that that's what he relies upon is that over aggression, which is a, which is a good thing. But I think he needs to sort of control it and focus it a bit more. Because sometimes it's that he's just going straight for the kill. You know that he's that he's some sort of hunter just trying to kill the guy. And there was a point where he swapped out for um, was it Hassanauer who swapped out for a little bit, yeah, for a number of snaps. And I think at that point, I think maybe someone was sort of saying to him, "Calm down a bit, get it under a bit of control." I think maybe maybe he was getting a bit overzealous because there was a few sort of occasions where he was, you know, he, he was really going for it. And in in the right situation, it's probably a, it's it is a good thing. But I feel like he's maybe got to rein it in slightly and focus it. Yeah, I feel. I mean, the example of that, right? If, if he'd have been a little bit more controlled, um, Claypool would have scored that sweep. Yeah, to be honest, I yeah, mean, exactly. you know, I, I kind of don't want to bash him for that because he, he did such a good job to get there in the first place. But if he'd have finished that play, they'd have scored and, and they'd have got an extra four points because we settled for a, a field goal there. But um, overall, for a first game, it kind of reminds me of Highsmith, but the offensive line version where he's got the things that you can't teach, dude. And if he can, 
if he if they can teach him the, the the things that you can teach, and they can they can add some sort of weight and strength to him, maybe, and without losing too much of the athleticism, um, he's got the chance to be special. So that's exciting. Yeah, and beggars can't be choosers, Dave. I mean, we spent the whole draft time, the whole draft season, going the Steelers need to get more aggressive, they need to get more physical, they need to be better in it. And he's brought that, and now you're going, oh, it's too physical. <laughs> and I'm, I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm in no way complaining. Right? It's like you know, I'm, I'm. I like it. I like it, but just sort of control it and focus it, you know, like a laser beam. <laughs> wow. So you're saying that you're just like Yoda, basically, you know. You yeah. Said, don't don't follow the path to the dark side. Whatever. Yeah. I'm sorry. I can see that's a good one to chat. Someone blowing their nose now. <laughs> what? This is this is turned into like an ASMR in Rich's living room. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You guys can hear that. I muted my mic. <laughs> uh, uh, knocking the snot out of yourself. That's fine. Well, I have been sick, so there is a little yes. bit. Out of come out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought I muted my mic. That doesn't work, does it? Uh, it's funny. Wow. Oh, okay. oh. Uh, if it flashes, it's on mute, Rich. Yeah, that's oh, okay. what it was. Sorry. It was flashed. Oh, weird. Anyway, anyway. Oh, well, at least at least it was that and not something else. Like I don't know. I mean, more embarrassing. Yeah, you never know. It could have been anything. Yeah. Yeah, someone could have walked in the room and asked what he was doing. Oh, I'm just on the, I'm on the phone with these idiots. Yeah, these fools. <laughs> so sick of these guys. Oh, I do this damn show anymore. Good. <laughs> oh, hey, guys. How are you? <laughs> uh, okay, let's, let's jump to a new offensive lineman. Uh, Dan Moore. Actually, you know, our highest rated offensive lineman according to PFF in this game. Um, right up there with the top players in this game. Um I thought he had a pretty solid game. I, I like what I saw out of him. Very impressive considering it's his first start at left tackle of all places. Um, there's, there's a couple sets where he got beat. I think the Ben strip set was the big one for me. You just saw him getting beat off the edge. He wasn't set up properly. He didn't set his hips right. He was kind of on his back feet, got caught, and uh, and that came round and eventually led to the strip sack of Ben, which we luckily recovered. But uh, overall, a pretty solid game, I thought. Ben should have thrown that earlier, I think. I mean, yes, it yeah. was. He did lose the rep, but I think... Because Ben kind of did his pump fake, didn't he? And I think it should have gone. I think the I think the, the receiver was open, and I, I don't know why he didn't. And um, so it kind of it kind of made more look, look. It made the rep look worse than it was. I mean, it was bad, but it made it look really bad that he had the strip fumble. Yeah, of course. Yeah, obviously, but he can't control that. But and it's just one rep. But I think on the kind of the whole of the game, pretty nice for a first start. Definitely. I mean, he graded third out of all the tackles. You know, so I mean, if you if you oh, if really? you sort of yeah, if you if you uh, out of all the rookies, sorry, all the rookie tackles. Sorry, yeah. I missed out the key point. Um, third in in overall grade, third in run blocking. Uh, this is PFF, of course, and fourth in pass blocking from all the rookies. So you go back to the draft, and we we, we were sort of you know screaming at the Steelers not not taking a, a a tackle early. Well, maybe they 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 found the guy, right? They found if this guy can keep this up, and they, he's the third best rookie in this class, then it's a good job. Yeah, absolutely. Um, any other thoughts on more? Sorry, before I jump on. Well, there was another. There was another rep he lost mm-hmm. um, in the fourth quarter, but he recovered it nicely, and he ended up. I mean, he was he was beaten, but then he kind of set his anchor and, and ended up throwing the rusher to the ground. And that, I was just like, oh wow, that's like, you know, that that's savvy the, that that play. So that was that was good to see. Um, new. I feel like I'm saying this to everyone because, but that's because three out of these five offensive linemen were new. Um. Try Turner starting at guard. Um, 
again, I kind of liked what I saw for most of the game. Showed great strength uh, on the second offensive snap. There was a screen to DJ and he just pancakes a dude on the run. Um, so, I mean, <laughs> just showing you what he yeah, can do. I mean, but it was, it was like a DB, strong. wasn't it? It wasn't like another lineman. It was like some poor, like, it was nice, though. It was a nice hit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, great. I'm not saying I don't like it, but, you know, I feel sorry for the guy. Some yeah. guy that's got 100 pounds and you charging at you. And yeah, of course you perfectly. end up in a, like a crumpled heap on the ground. That, that plays it out to me though, because it's perfectly timed. Like that that hit opened opened up a gap that, that gained ten yards just purely because of that hit. So that was nice. Um, the, he, the, there was a couple inconsistencies. There was one where he just totally whiffed on a cut block. He was doing a, a fair bit of cut blocking. I don't know if that's uh, something schematically with with Canada or, or what. Um, he was doing a lot of that. He kind of whiffed on one that led for led to a tackle for a loss on Naji um, somewhere in yeah, the second lost, half. Lost his footing, yeah, I think. Yeah, he whiffed on about three of them. Oh, really? I didn't. I didn't think he played well at all. Yeah, he played on that one that hand off to Naji. I think it was two minutes left in the first quarter, and he he didn't square himself to his man. He didn't have a good angle on him at all. And the guy extended his arm and just pushed him off balance and then put his arm around Najee and yeah. it slowed him up and then somebody else tackled him. He, I didn't think he played well at all, to be oh, honest really? with you. Yeah, no. I, yeah, I've seen, I've seen a lot of hate on him. Yeah, I, 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 I was more on the kind of, I didn't think he had a bad game, but I can see. I think I think with him, his, his upper body's good and his lower body needs work. So it's like if, if people can expose his footwork, he gets beat. But if he can recover, and he can stay in in the fight and use his hands. He can win. Yeah. So he is a he is a tricky a tricky a tricky one to really get a sense of. Well, he's, he's yeah, a- pass blocking. I think he was fine. I thought mm-hmm. I thought protecting Benny was fine. I just thought he looked really bad in the run game. And and to and and you know I will to be fair. The whole first half we ran against eight men in the box. Every time Najee got the ball there was eight men in the box and now you have seven blocking eight and that's a recipe for disaster that's why Najee looks so bad and when they opened the second half Najee's first run was 10 yards you know why they ran against six men in the box so I didn't really understand the whole offensive that part of the offensive scheme in the first half you're not going to win running seven on eight it's just not going to happen so yeah 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 I need to I Go think you've been a bit harsh on Turner. I thought you had, had a pretty good game, to be honest. I've seen, I've seen a lot of people on Twitter being really harsh on him. So I don't he, think he's an older guy. Him. He definitely lacks a bit of that foot quickness. Um, he can be a bit late out sometimes, but he, he recovers most of the time. Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to watch going forward, but uh, I, I certainly didn't think he was one of the worst. Uh, off- I thought he was oh. in the top three of our offensive linemen because we're going to get to the two I thought they looked the worst. First, I, 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 I'm sorry. I just say this. I don't have PFF. But mm-hmm. I'll bet you guys check PFF. I'll bet he's our, our worst-rated lineman for that game. Trey Turner? Whoa. Yeah. He is second. Second best? Yep. So he was better than more. So he was better than more than better than more in green. Than no, he was just better, really? than, better than green. Moore was the, the first. No way. No way. I don't know what they're looking at. No way. I don't know. I think that might be right. I've got to be honest. Like, who are you, who are you arguing to put ahead of him? Green. Green, Green maybe. Yeah, Green's game. the one and where it's like, okay. I thought, and, 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 and Connor, or what's his, um, God, Dotson. I'm drawing a, Dotson. Carson. Dotson played a better game than he did. I don't Dotson know, dude. I thought, Dotson, so? I thought Dotson had some major issues in this game. I thought really? he had a really subpar run blocking game. I thought he was overpowered quite a few times. He was the, Every hole he was doing was getting played. I don't know, Gav, you tell me because it feels like me and Rich are going to argue on this. What did you see out of Dotson? Uh, 
I'm I'm on. I, I didn't think Watson Dotson had a bad game at all. I thought yeah. I thought his physical presence in the run game showed up. But uh, you tell me. It sounds like you've got more of a uh, more a, of an there opinion. Was a, there was quite a few snaps where I saw him. And he was just getting overpowered at the line, which was something. The only reason I've been so critical is that last year that was what he was so great at. So every time I saw it on on the tape this week, I was like, ah, geez, he just doesn't look quite ready. Like he he looked a little bit lacking in violence and aggression and wasn't quite generating the push that he was last season. I don't know. Maybe uh, interesting. I'll maybe go back and. Uh, uh, focus in on him a little bit more. I, I, I really came away thinking, wow, that was a poor game out of Dotson. Hmm. I, I, well, I didn't see the All-22, but I watched the game twice, and I, I didn't get that impression. I thought he played pretty well. Yeah, I'm with you. Dave, where, who are you on? Are you on Dotson good, Dotson bad? Where are you? <laughs> I mean, if anyone's on the fence of where Rich stands on PFF, I think that raspberry you just blew gave everyone gave it away his opinion. <laughs> but, um, I, I will say, I will say, PFF, Lowest grade offensive lineman, Kevin Dotson. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I don't think Dotson had a uh, last season esque performance, but I don't. I didn't come away thinking he had a particularly bad day. Um, so I, I'm, like I say, maybe I have to go back and watch a bit more in detail of what he, what he did. But I didn't leave thinking that he was awful. You know, he mm-hmm. wasn't quite up to his usual standard anyway. Put it that way. Yeah. I, I didn't jot down any notes on his on his pass blocking. I should say that, so uh, I'm not really referencing that. This is purely his run blocking. I just there was a few times where I was like, "Geez, he's just totally got been plugged up there." Mm. I must say, I was surprised when I saw the PFF grade. I thought, "Whoa, why is that so low?" Same with Minka Fitzpatrick. Why is that so low? So yeah, that one I don't get. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. But um, I don't know. All right, let's get to a man we'll all agree on. Chucks a gore for. Dude, I, this guy's awful. I'm so, I'm so on Rich's team on this one. Uh, just really lazy blocks on the move. It, it's funny because everybody else looks so good on the move um, that when you saw Chucks just with these lazy, lazy uh, kind of half-assed arms across dudes, his pass pro was awful. Um, there was a play where the, the play where Ben missed Najee in the flat for the easy touchdown that I was talking about earlier. Chucks just lets his dude through like a turnstile, like just fails to apply any pressure. Um, for, potentially probably forces that mistake that Ben, I don't want to give Ben a complete out on that play, it was awful, but, you know, maybe if he blocks his man there, Ben feels no pressure and gets that play off. Um, he, he just, he can't, he couldn't get his hands on anyone in this game. I just absolutely hated it. Yeah, I mean, he, he lacks explosion in the zone game, and, that, and that's going to be killer. I mean, he's the weak link for sure. You see them all break down. You know, Kendrick Green's practically exploded past him. You know, and like, Chucks is like getting getting jammed up against his guy, and everyone's constantinoing, you know, into him or trying to get round him. Um, it just seems to lack violence. It's just he's the issue on every single play. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, he loses the battle, and that makes the rushing lanes collapse. And yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, what do you, what do, you do from this? I guess I guess you got to ride it out. Nothing. They're not going to trade for anyone now. You uh, keep Dan Moore at left tackle, and you put you slot that banner in there, and you keep Chucks as the swing. Do we know anything about the recovery time of Zach Banner? He says he's going to be ready as soon as he's eligible in week four or week five, right? Okay. So I mean, is, Ch- is Chuck's a throwback to a different, a bygone era of the Steelers O-line where it was kind of pass protection and, and being the kind of a, a, a athletic in the run game rather than being aggressive in the run game was key? Because I, I don't see well, why he's... He might be athletic, but he doesn't... He doesn't get, like, this was the play, right? I've totally missed this when I was just reading through my notes then. There's a play in the second quarter, right, where he's running. They're running outside zone to to Dan Moore's side, right, and they all kind of push that way. It's like a zone block to that way. Chuck's just stands up, right, 
half-heartedly puts one hand across his man's chest and then follows him to the other side of the line like a conga line all the way <laughs> all the way across and then his man helps stuff the run behind the line it, it was just I was watching it in disbelief I was like what does he think he's doing he's literally just stood up with no technique half-heartedly like put his hand across him like he, like it's Dave drunk at a bar trying to stop a guy from getting in hey whoa <laughs> <laughs> Dave didn't deserve that. What the heck? Throwing shade all over the place here, man. I'm not liking it. I've got to come up with some metaphor for this, Dave. I'm sorry, you were in the headlights this time. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's more like in the zone game where it's like someone on like a tourist on Oxford Street stops and everyone all the Londoners are like jammed up getting angry. That's how I saw it. It's like get this guy out of the way. I just thought that, that sorry, Dave, I just very quickly I just thought that play was interesting because to me it shows you why the why the running game fails because you have one weak link in the chain, and even though this was an outside zone to Dan Moore's side of the field, the play failed because Chuck's missed his block. Well, that inside guy on the outside zone is important. He's got to sort of seal that inside edge, isn't he? Stop someone just busting through and getting to the ball carrier, which he's not doing. So, yeah, it's just bad. I don't know. Are we being overly harsh on Chuck's? Someone, someone say some good things about him, please. I got nothing. Radio silence here. Yeah. <laughs> he rated higher than Kevin Dotson on PFF. Well, PFF, they're the same people that one of their mock drafts, they had us drafting an outside linebacker in the first two rounds. I'm not lying. Look it up. <laughs> I, I don't... I don't think much of PFF. I, I love I love this. Week one, we've already started Rich's beef with PFF. This is great. <laughs> um, what were you going to say, Dave? Sorry. Uh, do we start seeing a bit of um, him being a hampering on the on the offenses, maybe more as a whole, not not just in terms of of his of his role as a, as a tackle, but having to put someone with him, almost almost like having the sort of the class assistant holding the hand as, as they go along through the day, you know, sort of sitting with them and talking them through everything, having an, you know, extra tight end alongside him. And that sort of limits the offense as a whole. So maybe rather than seeing uh, Pat Freyamuth, who threw an amazing block into the, into the, almost into the back row of the stands, um, you know, seeing him being more of a blocker rather than seeing him in the, in the receiving game, having that, those tight ends, Almost holding holding Chucks up and and helping him out a bit more than he should be, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, this is for me why I'd have Kevin Rader on the on the uh, on the fifty three rather than Gentry because you want you could put him out there and suddenly that's that side of the line is not so badly in trouble. Got Rader laying the wood. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I did think Frymouth looked nice in the uh, in what we saw of him the, with the blocking game. To be honest, I was going to say this when we talked about the Raiders, but I'll mention it now. I think that's what you need to do. I think you've hit the nail on the head, Dave. I think to combat Max Crosby coming across Chucks, I think he's going to need some support. He needs that guy helping him, just mm. getting a few chips on him, maybe you know. Mm. So I mean, I mean, Pat threw that block like Tevin Jenkins would have. Oh, that. <laughs> that that was amazing. He he was still going. It was amazing. Just uh, he passed, passed everyone on the sideline into the front row. Off you go. Wiped out one of his coaches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's not just that. I mean, I mean, are we talking about Muth now? I mean, great. Yeah. I mean, the, the 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 one where he kind of he stumbled down the seam mm-hmm. and then he recovered and he sat down in the zone and made a catch. I mean, that's. That was high level. Yeah, player, I thought. Yeah, he's only um, catching yeah. the game, which surprised yeah. me. I thought he would be uh, significantly more in the passing game plan, to be honest. But uh, I think that's going to come as the season goes on. 
Yeah, the Titans didn't factor too much, did they? Was it? And Ebron only, yeah, only had that. that. Yeah. But that was his one was solid as well. Yeah. I mean, that was a great catch. Big big play in the game. Um, their time will come. Yeah. I think Muth won many, many new fans, I think. Yeah. And the thing is, he's proven that he's a guy, you know, it's not like a lot of rookie tight ends that come in, can't block. You struggle to get him on the field because they're a liability in that side of the game. He can he can be a down there in every play. There's no concerns there. So, you know, well, he, he's better, already better than Ebron. Exactly. Yeah, he's so. a plus in the in the blocking game. So, yeah, exactly. It's, uh, he's going to he's going to get his targets as the season goes on. Um, right, yeah, I, I mean, my issue with him in the in the draft process was he seemed lackadaisical. I didn't yeah. I didn't see that at all. I, I saw moving with aggression and power, so I'm I'm, I'm all aboard. My doubts have been waylaid already yeah. after that three touchdown or what should have been a three touchdown game and this game. Yeah, fire up the uh, Muth train. The Muth train. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Was nice too. It was into the Bills' own bench too. That was pretty. <laughs> that yeah. was pretty cool. Hey, just I just want to go back to Chucks for one second mm-hmm. because I, I, you know, I, I like to be fair. I, I always want to be fair. I don't, you know, I don't want to be accused of not being fair. So. There, there, he did. I did see a one really great block he made in that game, and actually, it was probably the best block I've ever seen him make in his career. Um, it was in, if you guys remember, in the fourth quarter, Harris had that 18 yard run. It was really nicely executed to play. The blocking was fantastic, and Chucks made a really nice block and, and that enabled him to uh make that run. So, can't say we're not fair on this show. Okay, Chucks did a good thing. Yeah, that was a good block, probably the best one I've ever seen him make, seriously. Let's. Um, I feel like we've kind of brushed over uh, Najee. If you'd have asked me who we'd be talking about before this game, as soon as the game ended, I'd have screamed Najee at you. Um, things didn't kind of go that way. Kind of just filled the James Conner role of last season. Uh, obviously, you mentioned why you thought that was rich with the, with the stat box. A couple of things just on his play because you know we can talk about the offensive line all day. I think there was a few times where I was just kind of screaming like, "Go north south, Najee." You know, what I mean, don't, don't bounce this. Stop trying to gain extra yards. Let's just hit the hole. That's just rookie stuff. That that's going to come with time. But there was a couple of examples of that. Um, obviously, you mentioned how he, he there was a, there was moments where he looked unfocused. The obvious being that where he didn't get his head around. He's still kind of lackadaisically looking around in the middle of the field for someone to block instead of turning around on what is obviously a play where he's his first job is to block, followed by uh, a secondary read to to catch a pass. Not on the same page. Um, but. You know, you know, credit where credit's due. Obviously, had the 18-yard run. I thought he showed great vision on that to, to break through that hole and, and make that go for a long touchdown that set up the DJ. Uh, sorry, sorry for the long run that set up the DJ touchdown. Um, and I thought the Bills, I thought the Bills just played the run pretty well. You know, uh, in general, um, I thought, like you say, that was obviously their game plan. They wanted to keep everything in front of them. They didn't think that we could pass deep on them. So, uh, you know, how much can you really expect a, a running back to to break through that kind of play? I don't know. Um, what did you see out of Najee though, Gav? The one thing I wanted to highlight was on the uh, the Ebron catch, the the pass protection job by Najee was was absolutely elite. He uh, he flipped his hips hips and like ran the pass rusher up up an arc, you know, like um, around Ben. Uh, just just looked like a, a you know like a tackle the way he was doing it. I mean that that was like, okay, okay, all right, this guy's got it all. Like, he can do it. You know, this is his first game, but to to, to do that to an NFL pass rush, I'm, I can't remember who it was, but it might, maybe it was Rousseau or something, but what a great play that was. So, yeah, I'm exciting. I mean, yeah, I, I think 
big things to come for Najee. I think I'm you know, don't want to tip my hat on my prediction later, but I think I think Najee's week two is going to be bigger than his week one. But I, I, I like what I saw out of Najee. You know, the, some things didn't break his way, but um, yeah, it's first game. I think you you actually you absolutely cannot fault him, uh, especially for that first half. He just he was running again in a situation where he just it was just almost impossible to win, and he he made a couple things out of nothing actually. Mm-hmm. But the w- one thing that did concern me a, a few times he I thought he was I thought he was taken down a few times uh, by the first tackler a little little too many times, um, and and a few of those times were DBs. You know, um, first guy that hit him with DB and, and tackles and puts him down. I, I didn't see as as many broken tackles at that second level than than I expected. Um, I still, you know, of course, still super high on the guy. I love the guy. I think he is going to be a great football player for us. But I, I'm bringing it up because I noticed it. It just seemed like uh, I just expected a little more broken tackles. Were we maybe uh, too carried away with how Najee would come straight off the off the plane? You know, because uh, I, I I was going into this game just like a peak hype for Najee Harris. I thought he was going to run for two hundred yards, four touchdowns. You know, I was like, I was ready for the Najee era to begin. And obviously, it starts with a bit of a damp squib, and we've talked about why. But were we maybe too uh, too hype? I mean, you still got you know you're behind a, a patchwork rookie offensive line. You know, I don't think this was the game where the running game was really going to take hold. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I think I think better days are ahead for Najee. Yeah, and that's a really good defense. And I meant to say that when I just mentioned he didn't break as many tackles. That is a really, really good tackling defense. Those guys tackle really well. So it's tough to use Buffalo, you know, as a as a measuring stick. Yeah. You know. So, yeah, let's see how he does. Let's see how he does in the next few games. But I, I think he's going to be fine. I think he's going to be really good. But that, that defense, that's a doggone good defense, guys. I mean, it really is, you know. So, yeah, it is what it is at this point. I think he's going to play much better as the season goes on. Uh, Dave, have you taken down your Benny Snell posters and put up Najee Harris ones yet? Or are you waiting? Uh, they're not. They're not. They're, well, they're still halfway on the wall. To be, to be quite honest with you, my Benny Snell posters have been sort of halfway taken down for a little while. Yeah. Okay, Anthony McFarlane ones is done. <laughs> not even that. <laughs> no, they, I don't not think they were ever quite. I, I think I think um, I was hoping that maybe we'd see a little bit of ballage um, in situations, but I guess um, they wanted to try out uh, their first round pick. Yeah, yeah, he played every offensive snap, right? Which is apparently only the sixth time that's happened uh, since this time last year, and every other time was David Montgomery from the first. How weird is that? Mm. Was that sorry? I missed that. So Naji played every single offensive snap for the Steelers in this game, and that's only the sixth time that's happened in in a calendar year. And uh, every other time, every other five times, was David Montgomery. It's a weird stat. That is a weird stat. Yeah, deep, deep mm. stat. Deep stat. Deep dive. Just just interesting that we had you know one running back on the field for every single offensive play. Well, I think that's what Tom Lee wants to do, and I think. Yeah, my my point highlighted that the fact that he's he's so solid in pass protection, you can just leave him out there. Yeah, you know, he's not just not just like a, a between the tackles guy. He's not just a guy that can catch passes. He can he can sit in there and he can he can block. So great, they wanted to feature back. I think they got one. Uh, the only people we haven't spoke about because we've done everything else is the receivers. I don't know that there's actually a great deal to say about it. I'm sure you'll tell me I'm wrong. Um, Claypool, uh, I got something to say about Claypool actually. Um, 
obviously Claypool uses his, his awesome catch radius and his, and his strength to get up there and catches that uh, long pass that kind of almost lit the fire uh, for this offense in the second half um, over Tredavious White, which is no small feat to, you know, on its own. Uh, the one thing i got to say about Claypool, he, he got to stop with the talk. You know, I'm not one of these guys that's like, you know, get everyone off TikTok and, and whatnot. But on the field, like, we know the taunting rules are um, a nightmare this year. We were very close. <laughs> very, very close. And a very important fourth down play. I can't remember where it was. I think it was maybe the one where they got the flag. Uh, where Claypool just got in the guy's face and was just going at him. I was, I could not believe they didn't throw a taunting flag. I was shocked. I was like, dude, stop. He does it on every play. I don't know. Am I being an old man on a soapbox about that? <laughs> I think with that taunting rule, I think it's one of those things where they, they throw it out in the preseason as, as, a, as a threat. Like, if it gets too bad, this is what you'll end up getting. Yeah. I think they, they're probably a bit more lenient when it comes to the to the season itself. I don't think Because otherwise, they'll be doing it for the slightest thing. Like, a guy, you know, you know with the, like, they hold the ball out and drop it for a first down. They'll be doing it for every every little thing. They'll class that as taunting. You know, it just gets ridiculous. So it's just more of a, a threat to hold people back a I little bit. But yeah, it is. But it's just that every single time Claypool was involved in a play, I was like actually worried that we were going to get a taunting flag. <laughs> yeah. Well, Rich has been saying this for a while. Yeah, it, it, it concerns me for sure. You know, it's that typical receiver diva, you know, type mentality it's why is it always the receivers i swear it's, it's true but uh i i just want to say talking to the receivers I, I, juju was i mean they were all good they all played a good game but i i'll tell you Ju, i just love juju like that how often do you see a guy draped on juju he catches the ball and the guy doesn't make the tackle he just blows right through him you know like he's he's so strong and man just great hands and i uh, just really like the guy and i thought i thought he played a great game yeah that 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 I mean that, that one where he lowers the shoulder I can't remember who it's into but just wipes the dude out and then runs another eight yeah. yards for the first down yes please man more of that Juju just <laughs> doing the you know the Lord's work across the middle and then <laughs> love it um, and then DJ talking about a guy who's not a diva um, goes down with what looked like a scary looking knee injury early right and everyone's on Twitter saying this is why you don't trade James Washington um, but then comes back and just another great game just looked super dangerous with the ball I mean yeah please please please. Canada, if you're listening, scheme up more of this stuff to get the ball in DJ's hands. I mean, the guy is electric. Yeah, I mean the the, the Tony toe tap swag in the end zone just just capped off some some awesome uh, some awesome route running, right? And he he caught that that great catch. It was like a, caught an absolute bullet out out in the flat. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't think anyone could question his hands in this game. I mean, what do you have? Ten targets, five. Five catches, I think, and I don't, I don't think any of those that weren't targets were were drops, were they? They were kind no, of. There was like two or three miscommunications, which I think had to do with like option routes that are going the wrong way. Like mm. he's kind of, and, I, and obviously we don't know whose fault that is, whether that's Ben or whether that's him or whatever. But I'd like to see them maybe get that cleaned up a little bit. But outside of that, I mean, the actual plays he could do anything about, great. Yeah, in terms of the sort of off-season narrative, oh, he's going, you know, he's a dropper. I don't think we saw that. I thought I thought we saw some great grabs out there. Just going back to Claypool, I mean, I, I, I'm I'm sort of kind of prepared to take some of Claypool's did lowness um, because what he does, I mean, you, I think you saw the the trust that Ben has in him um, on that on that uh, sideline drive extending catch. Ben had no business making that throw um, because Claypool was covered. I mean. 
unless you consider that Claypool is open anytime he's one on one, which I think Ben does, because he, I mean, the defender was totally in position. He was on top when Ben pulls the trigger to release that ball. When he when he makes the decision to throw, Claypool is covered. The ball had travelled like ten yards in the air by the time Claypool actually stemmed his his route. And even then, when he stemmed outside, um, the defender was still perfectly in phase, and 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 Claypool just posts up on the guy like like we saw all those times on this college tape and we've seen before, and just makes an amazing catch. So I I I, I kind of I'm prepared to cut as I'm sure the the coaching staff are prepared to cut Claypool some slack as long as it doesn't start you know sort of infecting with serious off-field stuff or or start losing games i mean as i mentioned you know just forces those deep pi calls almost every game you you sort of guaranteed one aren't you yeah. you know and that and that that is that is worth worth its weight in gold you know you can just move the offense by putting a defender in trouble so um, the only other one oh, I just want to say, obviously when DJ went down, we saw uh, Washington step in. But then I was surprised by the lack of kind of not just looks, but snaps he got in the game following that. I really didn't think they would try and mix him in a little bit more after the talks of a trade request in the off season. Um, only played fifteen offensive snaps to Juju's fifty three, Claypool's thirty nine, DJ uh, can't see it in front of me, but obviously he'll be up there with uh, Juju as well. So. Very strange to me they didn't get him a little bit more involved. I thought he would kind of crease his way in a little bit. I, I do worry about what his mindset's going to become if we continue on this path. Um, I mean, we saw why it was so important as soon as DJ went down. I know it's a bit of a cliche at this point, but... And we saw the hands as well. We saw the, yeah. the lobster hands. Yeah. I mean, he did that nice grab. Yeah. So I would like to see him get a little bit more involved if possible, but uh, you know, it's hard to take any of these guys off the field. But... Uh... I think he yeah. offers. I think he offers something. You know, these kind of middle, middle into deep routes across the middle. I think he can do that kind of stuff, kind of similar to what Juju does. But he's got he's got a little bit of speed. and He's got the strength to do it. Give him a chance. I don't know. I mean, I know it's not very analytical, but sort of going forward, it, it gives you that. I mean, we, we've always. I think we've said since uh, even since last season, we took the sort of the strength of this team is is in its depth at certain positions, being in. One of them being in in the wide receiver room, you know, it, it's. Did anyone feel panicky when DJ went out? I mean, I mean, there was a there was a panic about him going out, but then at the same time, you know that Washington's there waiting in the wings as a guy who can be an effective playmaker and do a similar job to what DJ can do. It's there's a level of comfort there that not many teams have got, particularly in that in that wide receiver group, you know. Yeah, there is. I don't think Washington's the route runner that, you know, I think uh, DJ gives defenders fits. No. I think Washington's, you know, a decent route runner, but, you know, but I think that's this thing. He's, he's good. He, he literally could back up all three of these guys to a certain extent. Yeah. That's his problem. He's like a sort of jack of all trades, right? He's just yeah. seems like a good, solid receiver, but not special outside of his hands. Special hands. You should get on the phone with Deshaun Watson. Um, okay. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we can't get out of this game without me talking about uh, everyone's favourite big boy punter, Presley Harvey III. Um, so, some criticism for him. I don't think it's helping that we got Jordan Berry out booming punts in Minnesota like some kind of punt demon. Mm. <laughs> but um, Listen, again, played a lot of rookies in this game. Uh, we forget that PH3 is one of them. 
So the issue started with the first snap. We barely got the first punt off. Now, this wasn't his issue. This was actually everyone's favourite um, uh, player, Jameer Jones, totally whiffed on his block. And uh, I actually thought PSG did a good job to get it off, to be honest, he, just in time. Although Otherwise, that was going to be the punt block in this game. Um, so we got kind of lucky with that one. Uh, he did then shank one from deep in our own end zone. You know, I can't really make an excuse for that. That's kind of what I've been calling Barry out for this entire time um, is the inconsistency. So you, we we got to clean that up. Um, obviously, that is the most difficult punt you can do out your own end zone. But still, uh, it's also when you need the uh, the longest punts. So yeah, n- not not a fantastic first outing, but you know we saw a couple of good punts. He was asked to do a lot because God knows if he's going to be asked to do anything this year, it's punt. Um, and you know, balls was perfect. He came in as the holder for that, no issues. So uh, you know, we'll see where we go from here. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. You mentioned balls. I think not enough credit's been given to balls in those. You know, what three three field goals? One of them being the sort of game clinching, and it, it was consistent and automatic. I mean, I think people sort of often forget about him because he is so consistent in his play these days. After after that blip year, what was it? Three years ago, quite a long quite a long time ago. Now it feels like. Don't mention but, that, Dave. We don't talk but, about that year. We don't talk about that. But um, but yeah, it, I think not enough credit's been given to Boz. I think he was his usual consistent self, and people forget about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, last thing before we before we move on, just a couple of things that jumped out to me on the snap counts for some of these guys that was a bit surprising. Um, firstly, Zach Gentry played sixteen offensive snaps. Mm. Bit weird. Uh, I thought he had a decent game. In terms of, I still, I still, I'm, I'm, I'm on, you know, he's on my radar because I want radar. <laughs> he's uh, on your radar. Yeah. It's on my radar. radar yeah. Love. yeah. Uh, I think I still needs to, he needs to improve his blocking. You know, um, he could have held, he had one block where he could have held it a little bit better. But he, he's fine. He's fine. <laughs> I, I don't see the upside. Can someone explain the upside of Gentry? Is it the no, receiving game? Well, uh, can we not run screens to that Gentry, please? <laughs> I don't know what uh, that was about. What was that? Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I agree with you. I, I don't know why he's on the field for 16 snaps. Why is he getting more snaps than James Washington? <laughs> What's going on? Um, Derek Watt only played four offensive snaps. We've been talking about that for a while now. Just mm. seemingly not. I mean, especially when you're running against stat boxes, is that not, you know, an option? We've, we've got the TJ Watt contract, so can we cut him now? Is that in the contract? Does he have to, be, does he have to stay on? Is that like guaranteed money and guaranteed Derek Watt? Is that, is that the deal there? If JJ Watt like crashes out with the cards and we end up signing him, that's when you know that there's something going on. We have to employ all the Watt brothers that would be otherwise unemployed. Yeah, the fourth Watt brother that no one knew about, the, the missing the one that was adopted, he turns up. Suddenly he's calling oh, plays. Oh, we know this. That's, where, that's who that gentry is. He's the fourth Watt brother. <laughs> is, it, is it like an Infinity Stone thing? Is it infi- I'm not a Marvel guy. Yeah, is yeah. that what it is? You've got, you got to unite them all to unlock all some Watts. special power. <laughs> Maximum wattage. Yeah, yeah. I think it's fair to say we've run out of things to say about this game. So I think we've, we've covered it pretty well. Yeah, I think we've, <laughs> we've yeah we've gone for an hour and eighteen minutes on it. So uh, yeah, yeah I think we've done a good job oh, covering this one. Oh, there's one more thing we should mention. Oh, I, I thought the referees were great in this game. I mean, they they could have called twice as many holding calls on on the Bills' offensive line for sure. I, I mean, they they were holding. I, I don't think the Bills' offensive line. Uh, likes our defensive line too much. I think they fear them a little bit, to be honest with you. Uh, but 
they were great. The referees were really, really great. You know, the one, one thing that that um, that I noticed was uh, Ingram deflected one of uh, Allen's passes. I think it might have been fourth quarter. And when he did, he when he deflected it, his face mask bumped into Allen's helmet. Right. I've seen referees call that before as as roughing the passer. And it wasn't much, but it, it banged into it a little bit. And and the fact that they didn't call that, I mean, just I mean, I love this crew. I mean, they, I thought they called a really good game. And, and uh, I just thought we should mention it. Nice. A little shout out to the workers of Foot Locker. very nice Um, cool are you ready to rock on to the next area of the show I think so so. (laughs) Um, let's talk talk about the uh, let's go around the league a little bit before we get to the readers let's let's, let's have a look at uh, some of the other storylines that grabbed our attention this week because it feels like this week is kind of the the great unmasking of the league uh, to see who is and isn't what we thought they were Um, we'll start in our division uh, the Bengals beat the Vikings in overtime. Anyone see this game? Yeah. yeah. I mean, good on the Bengals, man. Good, good, good for the Bengals. You won a game, and I, I'm I'm happy for them. You know, they've they've had a fans have had a pretty rough time, and what that guy spent an entire season upon his his roof, right, waiting for a Bengals win, <laughs> and he's he, I about that. <laughs> he can he can come down now. <laughs> he's been up there all, all off season. His wife's left him. You've missed coronavirus. <laughs> But um, Chase can catch a ball. Apparently, he was struggling to catch a ball without a white stripe on it. Um, apparently, he can catch a ball and go from what, over 100 yards. So he's they've, they've picked a, a good one there in a receiver. I think um, they're gonna. I mean, there's a potential. Maybe even they're gonna upset the the Ravens for the for the bottom spot. Who, who knows? Whoa. It could go that way. That's strong. That's strong. Dave's feeling the Steelers after one week, and he listened to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, how you feeling? You obviously traded away uh, Jamar Chase in a blockbuster trade in your dynasty league. How are you feeling about that trade right now? Yeah, I didn't love that. Yeah, I, I kind of was <laughs> was all out of Jamar Chase uh, in the preseason, uh, maybe a little bit prematurely. It just stunk of, of bust, didn't it? Do you know what I mean? Just I, I, I thought it was a slightly hasty yeah. move by. You. What did what did you get for him in return? Oh, I can't remember. I truly can. I remember. think you can. I really can. If you if you know it, tell me. I I, I can't. I, I'm pretty sure I, you can. I really do not remember. Um, okay. Because I because the trouble is I'm in so many leagues. I actually had Chase in a few leagues and kind of offloaded him in a, in a manner of different ways. So I don't know which is which. But uh, yeah, I did kind of sell out a, a fair bit of Chase stock um, in the preseason. Mm. It's just the whole like, oh, I can't catch a ball with unless he's got white stripes. I was like, no, this stinks of Laquan Treadwell. You definitely sold low and you bought a hype. Anyway, uh, moving on. Well, Where are we going to next? It's fine. I can rebuy in. Um, the Browns lose a close one to KC. How worried are we? I got, I got Brown fans peeping at me on Twitter talking about how the rest of the division scared of the Browns now, even though they're on one. Which you know, well, which... not this podcast. Why? Why? Well, I'm not scared of the Browns. You're scared of the Browns? Oh, like right. So yeah, that's what I want to talk about. How, how, how do you feel about the Browns coming off this game in, in KC? Because I mean, they did look good, right? They looked okay, but they still. I told you, I, I sort of, I, I mentioned it to one of my first posts in our new Discord group was like, what was it, third quarter? I said I bet my entire bankroll on the Kansas City Chiefs because I knew they were going to win the game because it was the Browns. 
And lo and behold, they did. Yeah, the Browns did Browns it up, and, and Baker did a, you know the perfect Browns impression at the end with the interception. But I, I think you got to respect how uh, how good this offense looked, and, and this defense is definitely going to be good. I mean, they're playing the Chiefs for Pete's sake. You know, good luck covering Tyreek Hill. But the offensive line is really good for the Browns. They got a, a strong O line. Is Worth's hurt? Yeah, but it's not super serious. I don't think he'll be back. In a couple of weeks, so let's listen. The thing is, I'm enjoying this week. Don't get me wrong; they're, they're one of the only two teams to lose in this this division, and you know I'm having fun with it. But I, I, I got to be honest; they looked good. You know, if they weren't playing KC, I think we'd be having a different conversation. Well, we'll see. I think you know, I've said it a thousand times. I need to see <laughs> it before I believe it. I, I think we saw it, it though. I think we saw a little bit of it. No, you still on board? No. Rich, what, do you, what do you think, Rich? Sounds like you got some respect for how they played. I well, I picked them as a wild card. I picked them to come in second, us to come in first in the division. The Browns come in second, and Ravens third. Um, yeah, I think they have a good team. I, I, I do. You know, they they're pretty strong in every every uh, facet of the game. So I think it's going to be some tough game with them. Uh, Vader snoring. It's, uh, I love it. it's, 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 is Vader asleep? <laughs> Yeah, he, he heard you guys. He must have heard you. He's looking at me. Like, yeah. Hey, he's really become the fifth member of this show. Yeah, like, <laughs> big sorry, show Mike. Yeah, yeah, big show. yeah Mike, Mike, you've been relegated. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, and then in the other game was... Uh, did, did you watch this? I watched this whole game. It was up till 5am. I was like, oh, my God, I have work tomorrow. Um, the Ravens lose a crazy game in overtime to the Raiders. In I, I gotta be honest, I was watching the first half of this game and I was not into it. I was like, "This is a pretty dry game." I was not feeling it at all. Both game, both teams look kind of sloppy and boring. Uh, and then it just descended into pure chaos by the end. <laughs> Did you see this? Um, I loved it. Yeah, I watched it too as well. Um, I, I really enjoyed this game. I, the, the stadium. I mean, I, they played there last season, but for some reason, I must have been the no fans. I didn't really take in how awesome a stadium that is with yeah, the like the nightclub and the fact that you've got like I don't know like two chains in the crowd getting up and like suddenly like doing a like five minute set and all that stuff going on. It's like bonkers with the like the Olympic flame at one end. What's that about? <laughs> and then you've got like the end of the game. There's suddenly three hundred people on the pitch and you've got the PA announcer going, "The, the game not is over. not over. The game is not over." That was that was it. What an ending! And then they think it's over and there's the Ravens fans jumping into pools, fully clothed, thinking they've won the game and they haven't. It's just what an ending. And then talk about stupid trades. I traded away Brian Edwards. There suddenly he looks like he's out there looking like Randy Moss catching passes. I mean, geez, uh, I, 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 that was a great game. It was just a Brian, vibe of a game. It was it was a proper game. That was a, what a, what a fan experience for the first for the first game for for fans in that stadium. I don't know yeah. I don't know what you had to do to be there, but what a great game for them to witness. That was one of the first games where I've outside of a Steelers game where I've seen it and I've gone. You know I'd love to visit that stadium and really just just watch a game there. It looked fun. Mm-hmm. You know Vegas they know how to hold a sporting event. They're they're. Uh... Vegas Golden Knight games, their NHL games are great. I mean, it's a great venue. The fans are really cool. It's going to be interesting to to see what kind of fan we have now with the Raiders, because the Raiders fans were always known as like, yeah, kind of like the I don't know what you would call them, the you know, Hooligans? like the cousin, like the yeah, they're hooligans for sure, like the cousins that you don't talk about, and you know, okay. you have these that weird, horse, that weird cousins of the family. 
Yeah, they're just yeah, and they were just like I I remember going to Raider games when they were playing in the Coliseum when they were Los Angeles Raiders, and I I swear to God I I would see more fights in the stands <laughs> in one Raider game than a lifetime of Steeler games. Like it was constant. Like you would see easily mm, five to eight fights a game in the stands. It got to a point where the players on the field would turn around and start watching the fights. It's just you know that are that are on the sidelines. It was really weird. So it's going to be interesting to see the mix of the Vegas fans who are really cool, love their teams, but are just really cool people. And those old time Raider fans coming into Vegas to watch the game is <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see that. And, and, and the third contingent of, of like crazy tourists that are kind of half drunk, either loaded with cash or lost all their money that have kind of bought the Raiders ticket as part of their package. Right. And there's right. They're, they don't know what's going on, and suddenly they're embroiled in some fight between some dude that's wearing like Legion of Doom but black and silver outfit. Suddenly, <laughs> it's you know pushing the knocking their popcorn out of their hands. I don't know. That's it's it's a strange dynamic in that in that in that stadium, right? Yeah, yeah. But Vegas is really good with their sporting events. It's uh, I'm sure for people that go there, it should be pretty entertaining. Well, we're going to get a close up view of it this weekend. Yeah. Um, oh, we're not. We're playing at home, though, aren't we? No. Oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My mistake. Yeah, I Again, thought that, but I was like, <laughs> I was just maybe because I was thinking, I wait, I, I'm going to go to that game. But, no, wait, no, 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 no. I don't know, man. I was just watching that game. I was just like, the, the Raiders are such a dumb franchise. Like, I just don't know <laughs> what are they doing. Like, that whole game was just. What is going on with that brain? What's Mike Mayock doing? What's going on with, with Gruden? I mean, they won the game, so it feels hard to criticise, but it just feels like at any particular moment they've got no clue what's going on. I enjoy watching Gruden, though, don't you? Sure, sure. I'm not convinced of his uh, his abilities. <laughs> but... Yeah, there's things he does well, though. I, I, just, I, I just enjoy his face. There's just something funny about the whole thing, but the Derek Carr. Uh, sorry, yeah, no Derek. I get confused. I get confused between David and Derek. The Derek Carr thing is just hilarious to me. Like when, when the game started, uh, they were talking about something he'd said, and he was like, uh, "I'm a Raider for life, and I wouldn't even play anywhere else." And I was like, "Have you ever heard a guy more desperate for his own job?" He's like, "If you if you traded me away, if you if you cut me, I, I'd probably just go kill myself. I'll never I'll never play anywhere else again." It's like. <laughs> is he the is he the new, the new Dalton line? Is he like the sort of uh, you know the meridian no, of quarterbacks? The, the no, because he's better. The the problem is he's got he's got something. You know, it, it's like he, he can switch on a little something in his brain that just upsets him, and then he just turns into like vintage Montana, and then <laughs> it goes away he for five weeks. He doesn't put you over the edge though, does he? he doesn't... No, no, no. I think Kirk Cousins is the new Dalton line. I gotta be honest, but we'll get to that. Maybe. Um, okay, let's move on from the Raiders for just a second. We'll talk about them in a sec. Uh, what did you make of the Green Bay collapse against the Saints? Yikes! Is, I don't uh, know. What can you say? I mean, it, it's hard to. It, it's tempting to go. Well, yeah, there's a conspiracy theories that that, that he's uh, torpedoing it, but that 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 can't be it. Surely it's just he's been holding out and he's not. You know, it's just like the, the it's the Ben Rust, but times a thousand. I don't know. What do you guys think? I didn't see the game. I just already he was pulled, right? When did they pull him? Uh, fourth quarter. About okay. t- ten minutes left, just to because they, they they lost it at that point. So. Well, that that was probably just to save him from yeah. possible injury. Yeah. Have a look at love. I mean, it was bad though. I mean, I don't know. I, I I enjoyed the meme where it was. I think I sent it to you guys where it's just 
highlight of Green Bay Packers' best plays for this weekend, and it's just a kickoff. That was funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, we all picked uh, to a man, including Ketz and, and, and Mark. You you did it as well. We, we've all picked the Packers to win the, the NFC North. I mean, mm. And I picked them in the Survivor League. So after, I think last, pick- after last year where I almost got through the entire season without losing a game, I lost in week one this year, so... Classic. I, I have to admit, the only part I saw of that game was the uh, Jameis Winston interview, interview afterwards. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah. Where he just sort of went, the coach told us, uh, what was it he told us to do? Um, prepare. I think that was it. Be prepared. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> I love Jameis Winston, man. The league's better with Jameis Winston in it. I, I'm glad the LASIK surgery's worked and he's now the best quarterback of all time again. I'm all in. Yeah. Um, mm. The Titans are back, as I predicted. Um, the cards absolutely waxed them. Five sacks for Chandler Jones. Tannehill's a bum. Julio's washed up. Those those uh, <laughs> sacks came early, and I'm 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 not convinced yet. I need to see it again from the Cardinals before I believe it. But they did look good. Oh, Hopkins obviously looked awesome. Yeah, I like the cards. The problem with the cards is the division they're in. It's always going to be a struggle. But yeah, I, I like the cards. Um, but but the Titans, they're, they're the story here, Gav. Mm. Are they out? Yeah, we'll see. Are they out of it? No. Nah, I don't know they're out there. Division they're in gives them... Well, yeah. It's the opposite of of, of the uh, Cardinals division, isn't it? They've, well, got a, they've got a free hand. Is it? Because my boy Tyrod's out there uh, steamrolling people. Yeah, they get carried 70 away. 70-yard bombs at the end of the first half. I'm all it was against the Jags. I think it's more the fact <laughs> that the Jags could be historically bad rather than the Texans are okay. I remember someone on this podcast last week saying they were going to pick whoever the Texans were playing every week. And how did that go? Didn't go so well. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. And also, making me look stupid is um, I'm the only person that didn't pick the Rams to win the uh, NFC West. Mm. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. I don't know, man. The, the, the Seahawks and the Niners look good. So, let's so the, Ra- the Rams look next level, man. Ah, you're playing the Bears. Let's ah, come on. Let's, let's yeah, that's a decent defense. But it wasn't just that. I mean, just... This, that, that whole offense just seemed to operate so much better with Stafford. It wasn't limited yeah. by Goff. Goff's lameness, it was like, oh, okay. Cup is suddenly like a, a top five receiver in this league. He's incredible. So, yeah, I, 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 I made a mistake there. They'll be but, you know, this, this year. Definitely. I should have picked them for the... I should have, you know, if I'm picking two two NFC teams to go to the Super Bowl and I didn't pick the Rams, what am I doing? Anyway. Yeah, that, that's, uh, that's what jumped out to me this week. There's other games, but I don't know if we need to get into everything and anything. Um... Anything Matt else? Jones, do we want to talk about Matt Jones? Uh, no, Matt Jones, whatever. Two of Matt Jones in the most boring QB matchup of all time. I thought he looked good though. <laughs> 16 17 game where neither team wanted to win. Um the Lions nearly pulled it back against the Niners. That was that almost turned into one of the greatest comebacks of all time. I thought Teddy looked good. Yeah, yeah. Surprisingly good. Greg Rosenthal, the only person in the world thinking he believes that... in Teddy, yeah. Yeah, um, that Jerry right. Judy injury—I could not believe that he did not destroy his ankle. I thought I watched that like four times because I was so I made me feel ill. Yeah, and it, uh, who was the one that the? Oh, it was the Bucks one on the Thursday night game. His arm as well. That oh, did, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sean Murphy, Murphy Bunting, Bunting, Murphy. Yeah, Murphy Bunting. Yeah, his arm was going the wrong way. That was oh my god. And uh, speaking of the Cowboys, breaking news: apparently, Demar- Demarcus Lawrence has broke his foot, so he's going to be out till November. Oh, Same for the them. Cowboys that look good. Yeah. 
well, we've only two games we haven't talked about now, so we might as well mention them. Washington uh, Chargers, Fitzy's down. That's kind of sad, but I'm excited to see Tyler Heineke. The Chargers, I think, look legit. I've, I know Gav hates Justin Herbert for some reason, but I think he's legit. Um, the Chargers Justin are going to be... Herbert? Sorry, Rich? No, Justin Herbert. You hate Justin Herbert, Gav? No, I don't hate Justin Herbert. I don't know where that came from. You were down I, on Justin Herbert I was down season. on him until he suddenly started playing well, and then oh, I was suddenly yeah. on the... You know, suddenly, he's been playing well since the moment he steps on the field. In, yeah, no, I mean, suddenly, when he started playing for the Chargers. <laughs> the moment that... Uh, Dude, last uh, week, can we go and check the tape? I swear to God, last week, Gav was like, I don't know about Herbert, is he going to do it? Is it sophomore slump? I, I said, I said let's, let's pump the brakes here. I think people are overly high on him. I think, you know, he hasn't played in front of fans, and I still think... I still That's think not fair. The Chargers don't have any fans. Exactly. <laughs> Other teams' fans. Exactly, that's the point. And then uh, the last game uh, that we didn't mention... Uh, no, there's actually way more games that we didn't mention. Um, yeah, <coughs> I thought that when you said that. I thought, well, there's three. Panthers, Jets, whatever. Don't care. Zach Wilson, any thoughts? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I kind of thought the same thing. Colts, Seahawks. Colts are just... Jeez, oh, Russell Wilson's deep ball is just... Yeah, it's hot, man. It's hot. Yeah, that that Tyler Lockett Russell Wilson connection is like one of the my, one of the best in football. It's 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 so fun. Every, every time it feels like Tyler Lockett catches a pass from Russell Wilson, it's like an eighty yard bomb. Has he got the best? He got the best deep ball in the league. Yeah, it's sexy man, sexy deep ball. It is. Uh, and then the Giants Bronco. We we did kind of mention that we just didn't mention the Giants because they're literally the most boring football team you could possibly imagine. Um, mm. that's it. That is all the games we did mention. Wow. All of them. Wow. So, did not plan on that. I'd only wrote down six, but no. There we go. Start our around the league podcast version. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> okay, let's talk about these uh, Raiders. Um, I mean, we talked about the Raiders a little bit, but I don't know where you want to start. We, actually, we didn't we talk about the Ravens much, did we? No, we kind of focused on the Raiders, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, we didn't really talk about the Raiders. Where how, how, were we? Obviously, I thought Lamar looked good. He looks good, but I could not. I saw a stat that um, there was like he hadn't thrown over two hundred and fifty yards in this calendar year in a game, which to yeah, me was it's shocking. Not, it's not their offense, though, is it? Well, I know, but man, I mean, they got like you know. I think I, I hear that they 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 inquired about Barry Sanders. They're bringing up all these old vets. Yeah, man. I mean. Who's good? Who, you know, what, what, what's it? What's it? Tyson it's Williams. I actually thought he looked pretty good. Apparently, he totally yeah. whiffed on a block, which caused the fumble, which is you know a shame. But uh, running the ball, he looked pretty nice. Yeah. And what Sammy Watkins. What did you think of Villanueva? <laughs> that was pretty ugly. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Getting beat up. They had to put the tight end next to him. Yeah. I don't know if he even makes it to the Steelers' get first game against the Ravens. It's going to be tough for him. Feel for him. I mean, it's not. It's not. It's, it was never a match. It was when 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 they when they uh, picked him up. It was we all we all said that what that's it's not fit. It's not fit, and especially when you play him at right tackle. I mean, seems strange. A converted DN playing who's good at pass protection playing on on a run blocking team at, at, at out of position. It's not, it's not going to. It's not going to end well. Yeah. What did he play in college? What position? He played. He was a DN. I thought he was a. A receiver. Well, he played a bit of tight end. He's all over the place. He, didn't, he, play, oh, he played for Army, didn't he? So he was, you know, their offense is weird. Mm. Um, yeah, I, th- I think the, the, the Eagles had him at uh, uh, the end and then the Steelers picked him up and converted him to tackle. Mm. I think that's the game we didn't talk about, the Eagles, the Eagles-Falcons. 
Jalen Hurts, I told you all. Yeah, you're a truther. <laughs> I just don't like the disrespect he's been getting. Why did they trade for Gardner Minshew? I want to see Gardner Minshew starting somewhere else. That's another dude who should be starting. I don't need both of these guys in this team. Anyway, right. Anyway. Let's get to it, Raiders. Um, a few big matchups. I just want to start by saying uh, Josh Jacobs is out of this game. Is he? I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, he's been ruled out. So uh, that's the kind of dude that I felt like our line could keep a cap on anyway. Um, but what he does open up is interesting. Kenyon Drake's the backup there. He looked good receiving the ball in that Ravens game. So that's something to watch for. Wait, wait, wait. Does this, does this fire up Trey Ragas? Oh. Is he uh, as my sleeper guy? Oh, no. I don't want to see that. Deep Trey Ragas cut. Wow. I don't know. What, what was the injury? Uh, it, I genuinely, I read it. It was listed as uh, everything in brackets. The entire body? Yeah. Oh, no. Although I think turf toe is the biggest issue. Okay. But uh, it sounds like he's just really banged up in general. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm actually kind of not more concerned, but but I, what Kenyon Drake brings to the to the table with his kind of short receiving ability is uh, something I think the Steelers maybe couldn't deal with as well as just Jeff Jacobs, who's like a power runner. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, Drake's pace is concerning. Yeah, but the, the fact they've got only lightning and not thunder—they haven't got the um, mm-hmm. Josh Jacobs. I mean, exactly. They're going to use they're going to use Drake, you know, if they have Jacobs anyway. So exactly, yeah. So it's yeah. not it's, 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 it not, makes, it's not there's anything <clears throat> negative. It's just yeah, it makes the game planning a little easier. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest matchup for for both teams is on the line, right? I mean, we've got T.J. Watt going up against Alex Leatherwood, who didn't look good in his first game. Um, and then you got Max Crosby up against Chucks. Um, so it's kind of the same matchup on both sides. And it's hard to believe the offensive line is going to win either of those. Um, we could be looking at two offenses that are heavily under pressure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean, you got you got Crosby and Gokwe as well. So it's going to be, it's not just Chucks, it's more as well that's, and that's in trouble. As well. Is Ngokwe out? Yeah, oh, right. Gerald McCoy and Ngokwe are both out long term. So injuries right. are stacking what, what, up for the Raiders. What, what, what happened? How come they? What, what happened to Ngokwe? Don't know. Out. It's a pulled strain or something. Okay, I didn't know that. All right. Okay. Fine. So we just we just double up, help out wherever Crosby goes. We put a tight end. Fine. No problem. But Crosby looked great, man, in that game. I mean, he looked like one of the best pass rushers in the league. Is, is, has he been doing this regularly? I mean, I've, I've not been paying so, much attention to Raiders games. It's weird because Max Crosby, because I was really super hype on Max Crosby in his rookie year. Because if you remember, he was drafted in the fourth round right after, or third round after Cleland Farrell was drafted fourth overall. And he was the guy who just came storming in. And I've been super behind him. And then it felt like last year, people kind of like let go of him. They were kind of like a little bit down on Max Crosby a little bit. But then I, I didn't even know this, but apparently he was like struggling with like alcoholism and all this. I didn't know this until last the Monday night when they were talking about it on the yeah, I didn't know that. ESPN game. So um looks like he's back with a vengeance. Um, kind of got an AA meeting going on over there in the Raiders with Darren Waller as well. He looks, you know, I mean, he just looks like one of the best tight ends in the league. He's just not even close. The dude's just a complete mismatch. He's the guy we want to be watching for on the offense. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean the, 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 the game planning has to be all around Waller, doesn't it? I yeah, mean, yeah. They targeted him 19 times in that game against the Raven. 19! Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and they love those bunch formations where he's, they're just trying to build up rubs and picks and screens. So, uh, I mean, this is this is almost, in some ways, fire up the game plan against the Bills, but with Waller as digs. So, you, you, you know, you're getting Sutton and all those kind of zone... The zone crew. You've got Mollet and Norwood, you know, like bracketing Waller and 
just trying to, you know, you're bracketing water and trying to hoping that um, Renfro doesn't go off, you know. So that Renfro is your Beasley in in the same scheme. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think they proved that they can they can stop. I don't think that the scheme defensively has to change that much in this game. I don't want to hear third and Renfro said yeah, on Ren- the broadcast. Renfro is the guy that worries me the most. I think he's the guy that moves the sticks pretty consistently, and he's always threatening to go off. So it's yeah. I'm worried about him. I, I, like I say, Waller, he had a big game and it, it's, he has a potential to do it. It's just that I think maybe I'm a bit overzealous after after week one, but I feel like we can keep him under wraps. But it's the guys like Renfro that can disrupt a game pretty you know, pretty well. And that he, I'm pretty worried about him at the moment. Yeah, you got to think that he's going to be looking to take advantage of those linebackers in coverage across the middle. I, 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 this yeah. is going to be a test for them because I think what we saw in week one was pretty promising. So, you know, if Schobert can keep up with a guy like Renfro. Mm. I think the fact that uh, Jacobs is out really hampers them because yeah. they would have had to respect that sort of inside running game. And without that, I think they're freer to put the linebackers into coverage a bit more. Mm-hmm. So maybe that, that does play. I mean, they've got that, that three tight end set they, that they seem to like over there, which um, Steelers have uh, historically struggled to deal with tight ends. And, and obviously Waller is the, the, the prime example. So there is there is cause for concern. But I think I think with what you've told me there with Jacobs, I think I'm feeling a bit more confident. Mm-hmm. Um, Marcus Mariota is also out long term now. So apparently he was going to get heavily involved in this offense, but he's gone. Um do you think they were partying a bit too hard after that Ravens win? They've all <laughs> pulled muscle. <laughs> uh, I think you've got to, the problem with the Raiders as well. You've got to respect the um, kind of the depth of their offense. Um, obviously, they have got Henry Ruggs, uh, who is yet to really go off, but he did catch that long that long uh, ball against the Ravens. So you've got to keep an eye on that at least, even if he's not proven that he can do it consistently. Brian Edwards was going off for them right as well. So they got weapons. It's it's just. Uh, you know, they are lesser than the Bills. It's difficult because the the Raiders have always been kind of a, a bogey franchise for us, right? It feels like. Yeah, we always lose to the Raiders. Yeah, every what... every regular season, even if they have a bad team, we lose to them. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's it's troubling because it's very easy to say, well, you know, we beat the Bills, so let's just roll straight over these these Raiders. But uh, we're now six point favorites in this game. Um, a little bit uneasy about it. The, the, the head tells me we should do this, you know, but uh, you know, the, there's there's non-analytical reasons I'm worried about this game. If that makes any sense. Well, we're playing at home, and, and Ben's a different quarterback at home. Um, so yeah. we got that going for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they should be able to get the running game going as well. I think this could be hello, Naj. Yes. Uh, their their linebacking core is is poor. Yeah. Um. I think their their best their best linebacker was Abram, who's like a converted safety. I don't I don't think I don't think they're going to be stopping the run that much. If you can get past get to the second level, I think I think you could uh, have significant gains. Yeah, yeah. Their their middle linebacker that um, Kwiatkowski was in it. He, he had a poor game. Um, yeah, none of them played played particularly well. I don't think. I wanted to ask you this: Who has the QB advantage in this game? Oh, you got to think it's Ben with his savvy veteranness and you know extending the play. Do you? I don't know. 
Then, I think Carr's good in in the sort of hurry up and the, the, the up tempo offense, and you know can is 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 fairly serviceable. But I think Ben has the edge here. You want to disagree? Well, I mean, one's coming off a game where he threw for 400 yards and the other's coming off a game with 18 for 32 and 188 yards, so I don't know. <laughs> I mean, stats, stats can lie to some extent, man. It's, um, it's where, where do those yards come? I, sp- yeah. I suppose at the same time he threw two touchdowns, so I'm maybe I'm arguing, arguing against myself a little bit, but um, I feel like Ben has that sort of edge of, of a, of a game-winning mentality and that fighting, fighting attitude at the end, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, like I say, I, I hope it's a game where we actually don't need to rely on Ben too much. We can kind of run the ball at the throats and uh, get out of there with a W pretty quick. But yeah. time will tell. Uh, do you want to do some picks? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, we'll uh, we'll start with score. Um, I'll jump in first. I'm going to go Steelers to win. Yes, believe it or not, I'm going to pick the Steelers to win a game. Oh, no. Uh, I know, I know, I'm sorry, everyone. Uh, 24-16, very similar to the Bills game. Okay. I've also picked a win. 27-17, uh, to 10-point game. I think we're all going pretty similar here. I've got a win, 24-17. Rich? I'm going to go uh, 27-21. So let's test my theory at the beginning of the uh, show. If if the Steelers lose and we've all picked wind, and we we are no longer allowed to have consensus picks, wins or lose. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on that. Okay, offensive pick. By the way, by the way, we should uh, recap that. Um, sure. If there is any doubt, you can be you can be certain we are idiots because. <laughs> We pick nothing, right? There is zero, zero. I've got four donuts here in the score for uh, the the win prediction, the offensive play, the defensive play, and and the rest of the NFL. So it's all to play for. I say that no, again. But, um, this is because before the season started, we were looking for a way to make this game more kind of interesting because last season it was too difficult to get any point, right? And now we've, got, and we've we've made it harder. We've but all... it descended into the obscure, didn't yes, it? Last time yeah. we were trying to predict, you know, you know, player would end up with dance with mascot and and cardboard cutout fan. You know, I kind of like that stuff. I mean, don't don't, uh, don't like subtweet stuff, Dave I... like that. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying we, we we went down that route, and I think we did it. And that was that was 2020 season in a nutshell. <laughs> That's the only thing I bring, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we need to go back there because this isn't working either. But uh, all right, okay. Uh, who wants to go next? On uh, well, actually, no, we haven't even started. Who wants to? Um, uh, I'll go. Want... I'll go. I'll okay. go first. And I want to change my score. Twenty-seven sixteen. Okay. I gave them a little more than I than I think I should. Specific. Um, okay. We're not, also, this is even getting worse because we we we're within one point of the Raiders aren't scoring more than seventeen points in this game. We've all gone seventeen or sixteen for the Raiders. Oh hmm. Hmm. Well, we were becoming one person. This is the problem. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't. I did. I got like goose egg from everything that we did last week. Like I should get a point for being so bad last week. Like I, even my Super Bowl picks both got blown out. Like so. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Everything. I lost. I lost five yeah. out of six of my fantasy games. It's just like it's, it's all not me right now. <laughs> I'm gonna say uh, the first score for the Steelers will be Najee running the ball. 
Okay. I- I'm going to go Najee receiving touchdown. Mm. Okay. Dave? I've got a big Pat Freemuth touchdown. Love it. Nice. Okay, no consensus. Good. I've got I've got a Najee rushing TD as well. That's where I was concerned. So you've got a uh, Muth receiving TD. Correct. Okay. Okay, All defense, right. Rich? <sighs> you know, I'm kicking myself for not taking TJ because just got off a fresh contract. He's psyched. You know, I just wasn't thinking. So this week, I think... Hmm. I think I'm going to go. I think I'm going to go Melvin Ingram mm. or the sack. Okay. Nice. I'm going to go. I'm going to go out there a little bit this one. I'm going to go Minka interception. Mm. That'd be nice. Okay. Dave. Bring out the garlic bread because Pierre is getting a forced fumble. Whoa. <laughs> 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 I think if that comes in, Dave gets two points. <laughs> no, 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 no. Can't no. That's where we went into the rabbit hole with the two pointers, and then everyone went crazy. That, you know, let's just keep it simple. One point if you get it. We, we've we've clearly demonstrated we can't predict anything. So if you get anything right at all, you get a point. Sorry, I'm just, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go. Cho- I'm gonna go. TJ Watsack. Boo. I was gonna change it if anyone else picked it, but no one else picked it. So Gaps playing to win. <laughs> okay. I'll go first with my survivor pick just to show that. Uh, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with my tactic. I'm gonna pick the Browns to beat the Texans. How about that? Yes, yeah, it's pretty safe. I, I'm gonna go Rams tough over Colts. I thought this was a tough week actually for, for the old survivor pick. I All thought right. it was um, a lot of games where well I could see it either way. But yeah, that's the Rams is the other one. So yeah. Oops, I've given that to Rich. All right, what are you saying, Rich? Uh, why, why did we pick a rookie quarterback to win last week, Gav? I, I, I looked at that after we did the show. I'm like, what the heck was I thinking? I, well, don't yeah. worry, because I picked Aaron Rodgers, and that didn't go any better. So, Yeah, we just believed um, the hype. The off-season hype that the Texans weren't even a viable yeah. team. It's, yeah, and Tyron Taylor, he's not a great quarterback, but he's a good football player. He can he can do things on the field, you know. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, we're going to do better this week. I'm going to pick... The Broncos to beat the Jaguars in Jacksonville. Okay, solid. I've, I've gone the same as you, Gav. I've gone with the Browns over the Texans. Okay. That's funny. That The, the Jags beating the Broncos is my upset pick this week. Mm, that's quite upsetting. But last week, my upset pick was the, uh, the Texans to beat the Jags, so here we are. All right. Okay, here we are. Are we there? Are we somewhere else? Let's do it. Four large dollars get everything on them. Do you want onions on your set? I do. Plenty onions. Dave, I'm you gonna, know, Dave, I'm going to do that thing where I rudely interrupt you right at the start. Come up, Connor, again. I do this sometimes. I like to do it. Um, okay. Because I realised we missed something. We need to do the Matt Audley team of the week, Gav. We do. That's my fault. You're quite right. Um, the Matt Audley team of the week, which is for anyone that wasn't listening last week, is uh, the the person that is eliminated from the listener uh, survivor uh, guillotine league, and it was um, Eiffel Potts, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was um, 
It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. To, it was tough on uh, this morning when I went into his team with commissioner rights and just dropped everyone from his squad, and then we all bid over it after one week. So someone had to lose in week one. So yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it Thanks was tough. I, I was. I was in the actual. I was. I was concerned. Rich, you were. You were there as well. You were concerned as well. Were you watching? Watching the scores develop. A little bit concerned there. No, I don't do that. <laughs> no, I you just said, don't, don't pay attention. I'm in four leagues, and I've learned over the years, because I've told you I've been doing this since the 90s. If I want to enjoy my Sunday watching the games and watching the players perform, I, I cannot concentrate on what's going on with fantasy football. I don't know who I'm playing. I don't know who their players are. I know who my players are. But I don't know. If, if I'm playing against Patrick Mahomes and he throws for 500 yards and four touchdowns, I have no idea. I'm in ignorant bliss. So it's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's, You can really get yourself into a a four-dimensional tesseract where you're going, okay, I want this guy to get to, to, to get a touchdown, but then to stop there and because he's on one team, but he's against me in the other. And it gets, this is why, this is why usually I have a four-team rule, so I, and I've kind of yeah. broken that because it, it gets to, you're cheering on and hoping everyone falls over at the same time. Yeah. It gets to <laughs> and, um, and I think the, the interesting part of this league is the guys that it, the team loses each week, right? So who are the big names this week? Uh, we have uh, Zeke. <laughs> And, uh, and Kittle were on the were on the right waiver wire were the were the main ones, but there's there's a few other guys like Waddle and and stuff. But yeah, so the bidding commenced, and um, I I did a bit of pricing. I actually wanted to price enforce, so I didn't want just because I I felt like a few people maybe weren't gonna bid the right prices. So I just wanted to bid up what I what I consider to be the the correct yeah. prices. Gav messaged me before, like just before this all. It was like, can you bid on everyone? And I was, I didn't, I didn't understand the request. I was, <laughs> this felt like Gav just trying to yeah, overregulate sensed, the market. I sensed your panic from the messages. You were like, I don't understand what you're saying. I just, I just wanted to make sure that everyone had a bid, and and it turns out that most people were bidding correctly, and my fears were were wrong. But I did end up blowing more than half of my <laughs> season budget. Um, oh, wow! I knew this would happen. Yeah, but I, I, I just wanted to to make sure that. Uh, uh, nobody stole anyone, so I just, you know, I, I'm prepared to. I was prepared to die on the cross to make sure that the, the week one there wasn't any 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 unfair advantages. But uh, hey, I'm happy. I ended up with Kittle and uh, Elijah Mitchell, Tim Patrick, and uh, Tua, and yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm happy with with the way um, things work. What did you bid on Kittle? Uh, let me see here. It was in the thirty range, I think. Yeah, Ooh, I've been nineteen bucks. Yeah, I think right. I got him for thirty something or other. Let me see here. It was actually uh, yeah, lower than I thought. I thought that we were going to see people bend in the fifties and sixties for Kittle. I had to be on it. Yeah, I was surprised. Yeah, I, I got, I got, I got uh, Kittle for thirty-seven. Zeke went for thirty-nine. This is out of a hundred. Claypool went for thirty-eight. Um, uh, DJ Moore, went, yeah, D, uh, DJ Moore went for twenty-three. So every, uh, what, what blew what what blew my budget? It was that uh, I bet a lot of like eights and fives on on the kind of fringe guys that I didn't want people getting for free. So I'm fine. I'm happy. You know, I, I, if I go out this week, I, I can just run the league, and that's fine. I just, I just wanted to make sure it was, you know, everyone had to pay for those, those first players. Mm. We'll see. Mm. But you know, it's, it's a tight end premium league, so yeah, yeah. having Kittle isn't such a bad thing. So we'll see. I don't necessarily yeah. have an RB two yet. I was hoping to get Zeke as well, but Zeke's a tricky one. He's he started poorly. Pollard looks looks like he could be a factor there. So I, I didn't want to go. I didn't want to go crazy on Pollard. I mean, you know honestly. what? You know what though? Zeke, I don't know about Zeke. I don't. I don't think I'm interested in Zeke anymore because 
they're not a running team anymore. That's a right. passing team. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So I didn't want to blow the bank. So we'll see. But it's interesting this this week's. So commiserations to I I don't think he deserved to lose. It was just. I mean, I had some bad luck. I mean, uh, who I had, you know, I not getting any targets at all. What's what's going on there? I don't know. Strange. Did someone start but, um, Aaron Rodgers? Was that did it, was that why? No, because he wasn't on the waiver wire. But that must have been uh, a, a close one for whoever started him, because he only got like three points. Anyway. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Um, but it's an exciting league. It's fun. I like the format. Yeah, it's what good. What do you guys think about the format? Yeah, it's good. It's good because I'm still in it. Yeah, I think I think yeah, I, I I yeah. Obviously, you'd hate it if you go out, but I think this is this has legs. This format, it does. I like yeah. it. Yeah, I like and it. I like the scoring as well. I think the scoring's got something. I think the first downs makes it. Um, hmm. Oh, maybe it's me. But I was watching watching games going. Ah, right, he got a first down. That's cool. You know, I mean, that's what the game's about. Games about as we as we learned in our uh, kebab section last weekend. You know, um, first downs, key part of the game. Let's 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 credit fancy <laughs> players for for getting that. Uh, anyway, we've we've dwelt too long on this. No one cares about our fantasy league unless you're in it, um, and especially Matt Audley. But uh, Dave, please take us away. So the, <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm lost to where to start now. Um, so anyone that's listened before will know that this is this part of the show where we sort of go a bit off off topic. Sometimes it stays on the, on the NFL, but more often than not, it goes off topic. And um, of, of recent months i feel like it's been pretty consistent over time but it feels like it's been more recent times that we've been peeling off the layers of of gav's life behind what you know of him of what you you see of him maybe online on twitter on and on the show and what have you and we've sort of been unveiling um his seedy backstory that in his in the movie of his life is going to be the bits that you gasp at and you go wow he he did that you know up to a hotel wall that's that's shocking talk some shit and um (laughs) (laughs) it's it's a part of the show i think people have have got a a love of your backstory now gab people want to know more um so i went to twitter and no one asked any questions so i've come up with my I, i thought well like i have my own theories of what Gav's backstory is. He doesn't admit to it. He's very coy about this. He doesn't like to give it away because he knows the police might come knock on his door. But I, everyone has their own theory, their own homegrown theory. My, mine is that he's a either a serial killer or a, a previous like drug cartel leader. I think there's there's something in that. But the only only real way to find out is to do one of these online quizzes, but made by a teenager, because that tells everything about everyone. You know exactly who you are. You know the team you support and all sorts just by doing a number of questions on a online quiz. My heart rate is uh, racing. So this quiz is what kind of criminal are you? I don't know who made this, but I'm assuming this person was in school because there's a number of questions around uh, school subjects and things like that. But I'd I'd like to go through these questions and try and work out what kind of criminal you are. I, I did it before and I, apparently I'm like a, a serial killer or something because um, okay. it sort of gives you a percentage. Is this, is this just me or is this everyone? Just you. I, I mean, everyone else can join in if they like. They can they can do it on, do it at home, but I, I only have one phone, so I can only do it for, for one person at a time. And this would okay. be like an eight-hour show, I think, if we go any longer. Okay. All right, fine. Spotlight on me. I'm, I'm getting okay. uncomfortable. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm better tipping in from the sidelines. I'm not sure I'm the kind of lead guy, but okay, all right, let's go. I'll, I'll, I'll roll with it. 
you, you can feel free to indulge us in your answers, but there's there's like twenty. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man. That was just jeering myself up. Okay, let's go. Be a man, Gav. <laughs> you, you, you can feel free to indulge us in, in any explanation of your answers, but if you want to rattle through them, feel free. You know. So the first one is, what is your favourite subject? The, the, you have multiple choice in these, by the way. So your favourite subject: um, maths, English, science, social studies, architecture, slash woodshop. Or computer science? At school, it was actually maths. Well, I wasn't very good at it. I was always in the middle set, but I quite enjoyed it. So, so I'll go with maths. Mm-hmm. maths. Are you good with your hands? <laughs> yes. That uh, makes me a serial killer, does it? <laughs> <laughs> the next question, follow on from that. Do you like dirty work? I'm not afraid of dirty work. This is this is going down Dexter route, isn't it? I'm not afraid of dirty work. So, These are leading okay. questions. Yeah. How are you at tying up bin bags and can you operate a <laughs> furnace? <laughs> so do you like dirty work? I'm not afraid of it, so I guess yes. So you're going with yes. Okay. Um very much on the subject. I have, of- I have been covered in pig's blood while crawling under a cabin. We're peeling um, the layers see, again, off people. Again, as we this, yeah, this is a classic example of what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I have like the sun has come up and I've got like fish guts and mud on me and I'm not afraid of it. So, okay, carry on. We're, we're, <laughs> we're just brushing over the pig's blood. Um, very much on the subject of the show. Are you known for ranting about random things? Probably. You guys tell me, am I? So you got yes, no, or sometimes? Sometimes. Let's mm, go sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Wait, is there a third way in all these questions? Um, I wasn't aware of that. No, each okay. one's multiple choice. Uh, are you religious? Very, yes, a little bit, not really, or no? Define religious, I mean... <laughs> I knew he was going to say some shit like that. <laughs> yeah. You believe in a deity who... I, I don't prescribe to any doctrine that's out there. <laughs> However... I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not ignorant enough to say that there isn't anything out there as well. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not closed off in that sense. I don't know. Uh, what was the options? Just give, is it a one to five? Very, yes, a little bit, not really. Let's go a little bit. Let's go a little bit. So just you and your blood sacrifices of pig's blood. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying there's a God, but there's probably a Satan. All right, carry on. How smart would you say you are? Very above average, normal or below average? Can't wait for this. If I said normal, that is probably the, the, the correct answer, but my ego won't let me, so I'd probably say above average, but it's probably normal. Above average. I, I basically, in, in school, like in sets or streams or whatever you want to call it, I was always bang in the middle, so I'm probably bang average. Nah, man, no, no, it's I, fine. I, you, you, think, you think a lot of yourself. Gav, yeah, I've fine. met average. You're not average. <laughs> okay, that's what I really wanted. I'm also, I'm also a bit modest, so, you know. <laughs> Okay. Take it as you want. Modest people which, always talk about how modest they are. Which element do you like the most? Fire, water, wind, thunder, apparently, which I had, I had no idea was an element, or earth. <laughs> it's not. It's not an element. It's thunder. definitely not. That's a trick to try and catch you out of the last one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the serial killer answer right yeah. there. Uh, give me water, 100%. Are you thirsty? Okay. Um, I drink and I, yeah. So, which adjective describes you best? Sneaky, odd, angry, nervous, or powerful? <laughs> Very oh, leading question. The ego is 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 wanting to lead 
with uh, powerful, but also the um, what well, the, the the dark side is going with odd. So <laughs> I don't know. Read them again. Sneaky, odd, angry, nervous, powerful. All of the seven dwarves. Well, <laughs> I got all the seven seven. dwarves. I didn't hear that one. Yeah, yeah. Give me. I'm I'm definitely a range, a spectrum. I'm on no, the that, spectrum. That, that that wasn't an option. That was a joke. Yeah, one. All right. Well, it's, it's a good option. I see. I could be sneaky. Um, I can be quite sneaky. Sneaky was the one I I thought. I can be sneaky, but I I think I'm going sneaky. I do think I do think there's a powerful thing too, and I also think there's an odd thing. Speak to me about the powerful. Where are you getting the powerful thing from? Uh, I I uh, just I know I know that there's an inner an inner um. God, it's really hard to say this without sounding like a total bellend. Do we need to get Um, your wife on to explain this to you? (laughs) No, let's just say I. Having been in certain situations, I know that there's something I can fall back on, like an inner power. I don't know. Uh, I just go powerful. It's uh, it's embarrassing to say. I'll go powerful. I'm so so excited to hear more about whatever that was, but we'll save that for another week. <laughs> powerful Gav. Powerful thrusting. I, I say like not not outwardly powerful, not like in an athletic way. Just I just think that um, I can hold down a situation that requires power. Okay, okay, carry on. Moving on. Are you a leader or a follower? See this this is this is that's a tough one. I'd say you I'll would. go I'll go follower. I'll go follower. Oh really? You were gonna say leader? You see that I don't know. I think I think I think I lead by following, but alright, I'll go follower there because that was my instinct. Follower, okay. Uh are you a loner or do you like group work? These questions are tough because I, I I'm not really into star signs, but like I am a Gemini, so it's like Oh I'm a Gemini. Oh yeah, maybe that's where we go. Um, it's like you, you're like a fence setter, and you can be both in both camps at the same time. Um, what was the question again? Remind me. Are you a loner, or do you like group work? I like group work. Group work. Okay. Have you ever cheated at anything? Um, Once, mm, all the time, or never? I'm gonna go never. I'm not really a big cheat. Never. Oh. Which activity suits you best? Surfing the web, reading, random destruction, <laughs> or, or shopping? <laughs> Probably random destruction. I love that question. <laughs> uh, I am quite destructive. Yeah, go that. <laughs> I was actually given a job because someone someone said uh, I need someone to help me destroy some sets, and you're the perfect guy. That's what made me think of. Like I, I was in there with a sledgehammer and some goggles, just smashing shit. So yeah, yeah. random destruction, man. <laughs> <laughs> that I love it. Uh, yeah, he lost it on his own quiz. When I was reading through it before, I was like, "Where the hell does that come from?" The teenager who wrote this was just trying to lead everyone into the right into the the answers they thought were the funniest. Okay, which, which is least important: money, religion, family, friends, or education? Religion. Religion controversial uh, which 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 food is your favorite hot dog steak vegetables or protein shake which is my favorite i mean well it's, steak's the obvious answer but i do love a hot dog but it's like the forbidden fruit because you're not supposed to eat it anymore but i'll go steak what do you mean you're not supposed to eat it anymore? is this this thing where it like, takes 30 minutes of your life every time you eat a hot dog oh hot dogs are the new satan they're oh, like terrible what kind of movie appeals to you more horror Thriller, drama, comedy, or romance? Horror. Horror? I thought that would be your answer. 
Where would you prefer to live? A small country, uh, a small traditional community, a country house, or a penthouse? Penthouse. Mm, penthouse sweet, eh? Mm. What books do you read? Uh, sorry, we, we, was there a thing? I was just going no, to say, welcome to my world in the penthouse suite up here. Oh, yeah? yeah. Mm. Champagne and mm-hmm. throwing dollar bills out the window. Yeah, I just, I don't want to, I don't want to brag, but I did just buy a futon. <laughs> Oh, very 1992 of you, Karen. <laughs> um, what books do you read? Adventure, horror, romance, non-fiction, or I don't read? Non-fiction. Non-fiction? Oh, very straight, straight kind of guy. Um, which describes you best? A planner or a spontaneous person? Spontaneous, absolutely. Ooh, Cannot plan. Do. Cannot plan. People try and make me plan at work, can't do it. The plan. Uh, I'm I'm a, I'm I'm on Mike Tyson's side. You can have the best plan in the world. As soon as you get punched in the face, the plan goes to shit. Spontaneously shitting at walls. Yeah. Um, do you respect authority? Yes, a little bit, or no? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's a no. <laughs> Which time of day do you prefer? Early morning, afternoon, evening, or late night? Late night. Late night. These they're rattling through these now. Are you a squeamish person? Yes no. or no? Okay. Which word describes you best? Charismatic, laid back, corrosive, or shy? Laid back. Laid back. I don't know what a corrosive. What's a corrosive person? Toxic, toxic individual. Oh, like, a, like an AB kind of guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where would you rather work? An office building, at home, or in your own private office? This is at the home. last question, by the way. At home, at home. At home. Out of those three options. Okay, I'm submitting your answers. And, um, do we have tabulating noise? Oh, we do. Hang on. Uh, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Hang on. Oh, it's not been used for a little while, and I can't remember the colour. So this is behind. This could be anything. Get ready. Here we are. So, so we've got... <laughs> well, you want to... <laughs> it's been tabulated, and it seems that if your money was on Serial Killer... You were right. He's a ninety-three percent chance of being a serial killer. Yeah, I so you, you're a serial killer. You're a twisted, sadistic, and violent. <laughs> sorry, and violent. Yet people still find you interesting, which is which is true. true which yeah. is true. You're intelligent and manipulative. You'll probably end up with multiple life sentences if you get caught. He's a dog. <laughs> <laughs> I think he kind of teased that with the pig blood thing. Yeah, I think I think the, if you choose steak, like it's all other questions are out of the out of the way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, thanks, Dave. I'm interested. What, what, so you got serial killer as well? I got serial killer as well. Um, I, I, don't, I don't think it'll be a, a long running segment where they go through everyone in the group, but um, cause I don't think everyone's going to want to sit and listen to us all answer the same questions. <laughs> I might be entirely but, wrong. Post yeah. it in the Discord, Dave. We can we can all take it. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's an 84 chance he could also be a bank robber. So don't don't read into it too much. He might this this quiz made by a teenager might be entirely wrong. Too much planning to be a bank robber. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Yeah. That was good. I, I, yeah, it was good. I I I I don't feel like I like the killing part of being a serial killer. Mm, pretty That's essential part. Yeah. You you just like... prepare like the dismem- dismemberment. Like you'd rather get the bodies from the morgue and then do stuff to them. No, I, I'm not sure. I want. <laughs> Any kind of killing or bodies or dismemberment, I think that would be pretty grim. So what part of the serial killer life would you enjoy? Um, 
evading the cops, maybe. Like taunting the cops would be quite good. Sense oh, cutting yeah. out different letters Zodiac from the newspaper. Like... Yeah, and clues mm. leading them on a merry dance. But the, these are all things that a serial killer would say. Yeah, visiting the scene of the crime, you know, being there in the crowd wearing a nondescript clothing while the uh, FBI turn up and, you know, take photos and just observing. That bit sounds cool. Wasn't one of the questions, are you squeamish? Yeah, that was that was one. But I'm definitely what, not squeamish, though. So. What did you answer to that? Definitely no, I'm not squeamish at all. Ooh, serial killer. So is that, is that, is, is that, is that, is that the one? Is that the distinct marker? I mean, I mean, <laughs> it, it could be. I mean, if you go through the sort of list of things that you were you're most likely to be, apparently the next highest was bank robber, eighty four percent, kidnapper at seventy six, and cultist at seventy two. Could see that. Cultist. Could see that. What are the other? Like, what are the other options here? Uh, the other ones I've got on the screen are arsonist at seventy one percent and and identity thief at forty six. So I don't think you're. Forty six. We're down to forty six percent. So what, like um, insurance fraud and stuff like that. Is down, well, yeah, white down. collar crime, yeah, yeah, like yes. electricity jacker and stuff, not included. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. I, I don't know if anyone had any money on uh, on Gav being a serial killer. Well, but you did, you did tear up with serial killer. So, I, mean, I, I had no idea what the results would be. Uh, you know, but I think Late. I think the real joy of this has been in the answers. I think we've learned even more about Gav, mm. Dave. I think you've you've teased some things out here that we can dig into in future shows. The pig's Lady. blood has been particularly interesting. Yeah, the pig's blood, Gav's whole thing about being powerful that was a bit vague and interesting. That was a bit strange, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 yeah, definitely some threads to pull on here, Dave. Good job. Yeah. Don't just, if you're, if you're in the Wembley area, don't go for any late night walks because who knows? Maybe I'll, maybe I'll take this update. Maybe you've triggered something deep in the brain. <laughs> you heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait for this this show to be entered into evidence in a court case. <laughs> and each of the murders will be done with a boom mic. <laughs> I could definitely kill someone with a boom mic. 100%. So you, you can just see the, the documentary on Netflix in the future, but I had no idea that Gab was a serial killer yeah. until he mentioned to me about shitting on a hotel wall. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Should we wrap it up? I think so. I think so. Okay. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for putting the spotlight on me. That's all right. You're next, Si. Oh, God. <laughs> God knows what the quiz will be next, though. Um, okay, so, yes, please, we'll, be, we'll see you all next week after the uh, the Raiders game. We'll talk about that. We'll preview whatever week three is. I haven't even looked yet. We'll, we'll find out. Um, go join the Discord, please. Rich, can we tempt you on? Can we tempt you to download an app? Yeah, I can do that. Oh, let's do it. Look at this. Rich is going to be there. If that's, if that's not a pull, if that's not a draw... I don't know what it is. Um, Which turns up with thousands of fans at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is open. Yeah. I have actually been specifically messaged by some people to say, uh, close it because you'll get spam bots in. And I'm like, I'm going to leave it open for now. I think I can take on the spam bots head to head. We're still at a stage where we like spam bots. Yeah. Are we? We'll welcome the spam bots in. Yeah. We, 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 can... we made two episodes out of a spam bot, didn't we, on Twitter? So yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can turn them. <laughs> Um, okay, so yeah, follow the Discord, message me if you need an invite. It is pinned to the top of our Twitter, but it won't be for long because this episode will replace it. Um, follow the show at UK Steelers Pod. Follow me at Cy Wrote This. Follow Dave at This Is Dave Hart. And follow Gav at GM Boom up all on Twitter. And follow Rich on Instagram at Stunt underscore Batman. And we'll see you next week, hopefully at 2 0. See ya. Bye. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Cheers, Vader. <laughs> the heck? Oh.